Hello and welcome to the MCU Staincast episode number 24. We got a key one for you guys. We've got a lot of stuff to break down. Before we get into all that stuffs, we got a, we got a couple of guests on this evening. Of course. I mean, as usual, we're the hosts, Hag and DL, Stephen E. Yeah. Um, but Tell him, Stephen. With us for the first time, uh, we do have, he, he, you know, he comments a lot. He likes to, to give us some nice commentary, but we have uh, Mr. Willie B. Hey, how you doing? It's Willie B here. The kid. And a uh, returning guest as well. Uh, he's been on a few times before. Last seen on Eternals. Oh, what's up, guys? Tyler Smoke. It's been a minute. Glad to be back. Thank you for Glad coming. To- Glad to have you back. Now, of course. Before we get into any news or anything else, I think it's only right. Um, we have a couple of updates we'd like mm-hmm. to, to talk to you guys about. Um, That's true. First, this one's kind of big. We are now on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, thank you. Uh, it's We just, uh, I spent a lot of time trying to get on here for you guys. And here we are, finally. Yeah, Apple's a bunch of scumbags with their stuff. There's always like a million different it, processes it was, to go through. Such a pain in the ass, but I'm glad we're here. I, I, we I quickly, very quickly, we've seen that a lot of you have started listening on Apple Podcasts, and hopefully we we uh, we keep that going. Hopefully you guys keep tuning in. Apple Music get me tight. I'm gonna get over Spotify. Spotify. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. Spotify's the goaded. If you're currently looking for a uh, a streaming service and you're on Apple Music, Spotify is always around. They got the student plan. They got the Hulu. Yo, hey, when are you guys going to go on a STEM player? Yeah. <laughs> we're talking to Kanye about that right now. Yeah, uh, we're in talks. We're in talks. You get to isolate all the voices. So if you just want to hear, you know, DL's section of it, not mine, you could do so. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That would that'd be fucking absurd. Just not even understanding half the conversation. Good. But, but DL, we also got. I would say if you want to go with the, our next update. We got the big boy. I know everyone who's watching this right now has been waiting. We finally broke our milestone of 70 followers. First of all, before we get anything, thank you guys. We appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts here at the Staincast. You guys have been running up the numbers, especially with uh, this No Way Home episode that just came out last Monday. Yes. We're up to, what, 50 plays now? Yes. Within a week, it has become our most popular episode, uh, almost doubling what was our previous most popular episode being Iron Man 1. So thank you guys for all the support. Thank you for constantly sharing it on Instagram and and Twitter and with mm-hmm. your friends. And we hope you could do the same because I mean, this is the first giveaway. Mm-hmm. If things keep going the way they are. We're probably gonna have more in the future. So give sure. you guys a little bit of an incentive. Yeah, you guys got big cocks for that. Yeah, but shout out. Like DL said, I think it is almost time. I think we might uh, might have to find the winner. Yeah, we might just have to. And obviously, the, the mean, rules of what we said previously, if uh, me or Hag went, we're just going to do it again. So Yeah. So I have so me and Willie are recording together, so I have him to be my notary so he can see, pretty much make sure we're not cheating, not, no one's getting rigged, nothing of that form. So just so you guys know what we're doing on our end. Um, so currently, as of recording this, we have 77 followers on Instagram. So I'm going to have a number random number generator, pick between 1 and 77. Whatever it is, I'm going to count down. I'm going to find that follower. I'm going to send them a message. And then uh, they have with before the next Staincast to respond. So if you're listening to this and you are the winner, you have until the following Staincast, the Black Panther episode, to respond. If you don't respond, we'll pick another winner. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll get this started. And I'm going to generate. Mm-hmm. 
Of course, it's fucking 60. <laughs> Give me a minute while I count out number 60. So congratulations to Mr. Sean Tudor oh, on, on winning the Staincast <laughs> giveaway. Tudor! Mr. Tudor. Congratulations, I'm you, kid. I'm going to send you a message right now. Uh, you will have your your choice between either a hat or a shirt of either of the uh, logos. Pop a tank, and- Mr. Tudor. Get a tank. <laughs> we need that. So I'm yeah. going to send a message right now. And um, like I said, you have until the Black Panther episode to respond. Uh, I'll let the, uh, the the owner of the tank tell tell you about all the gains he's been getting with the tank on in the gym. <laughs> the tank, it, let me tell you, it, it adds a passive like 10% gainage to the gains. And Damn, we'll take that. Numbers. That's what I'm saying. Just for putting on a freaking piece of fabric. And I mean, come on, we all know Sean Tudor's got the gains. He's looking cute. It'll only accentuate Mm -hmm. cuteness, Mr. Tudor. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations, Mr. Tudor. We'll be reaching out to you. And as Hag already said, we'll we'll be a little more in-depth in the DM, but it was a pleasure. Thank you guys for taking part in the giveaway. Thank you guys for all following. I know it's upsetting. I know Sling's going to cry, knowing (laughs) that he didn't win. He was very excited to win. It's a shame, but we'll definitely be doing more in the future. So stay tuned for that. Yes, absolutely. Stay tuned. And Sean Tudor, you have just been messaged right now. So I guess we can hop right into the news. Um, I think we talked about this last week, the Final Morbius trailer dropping. I mean, it's whatever. I'm not really excited for this movie. Like, they can yeah. drop as many trailers as they'd like. Like, it's, it doesn't change the fact that we've been waiting for this movie way longer than, like, like, like there's just some movies that it's not worth waiting for as long as what for what you're going to get. Like, we know what we're going to get when we're watching this movie, and them postponing it's just making it be like, like all right, like, for okay. where... At least it's like it. only two weeks away, three weeks away. Yeah, catch me watching that opening weekend. I mean, like I said, I'm gonna be seeing it for five. That that's during your spring break, isn't it? I'm not even hundred percent sure. When is uh when does it come out? Yeah, uh, April first. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, what's March? I believe so. Actually, yeah. All right. So I mean, if this if that's your spring break, you might as well pull up here for fucking five dollar movie in Bogo. I'll have to see. I'll, I might have to tap into the city of uh, Basque. Yeah, but any, but anyways, going <laughs> on through through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so set photos from Rogers the Musical will be referenced in Secret Invasion. And I said set photos indicate that Rogers the Musical will be referenced in Secret Invasion. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, glad, I mean, I'm glad to see more yay, Rogers. more Rogers the Musical after we get hints of it in fucking No Way Home. It was in fucking Eternals too. I don't know why they're sucking Rogers the Musical, but they are. Yeah, another one I got is uh, Bruce Campbell filmed a scene for Doctor Strange two with a character, quote unquote, a character that has been beloved for years. Uh, I know you had a little soft piece you want to talk about here, Hag. Yeah, so I mean, the movie is to to no one's surprise, and and um, as we you know, was very plainly pointed out by the last trailer directed by Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi and, and Bruce Campbell have been friends for years. He's always in every single one of his movies, but on top of that, he did direct the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Um, and if you don't know his plans for Spider-Man four, which were eventually canceled was for Bruce Campbell's character in all three Spider-Man movies to be set up to be Mysterio in the fourth one. So just, I just like to, you know, my head canon until the movie comes out is that the uh, the scene we're going to get is going to be between Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Bruce Campbell's Mysterio whenever we hop over to Maguire's universe, because that is something that is very heavily rumored to be going on as well. Sheesh, this movie's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to bust more nuts than I did during fucking No Way Home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sheesh. 
uh, No Way Home and uh, Love and Thunder composer. I can never say his last name. My, uh, Michael Giacchino? I think it's Giacchino. Yeah, whatever it is. Pardon my mispronunciation. Michael Giacchino will be directing the Marvel Studios Halloween special. Oh, directing it. Yeah, I saw. I know I saw that too, and I I don't believe he's directed much work. I'm actually going to look it yeah. up right now, but oh, Michael Giacchino. Um, but I saw that and I was very confused. Let's see. Yeah, no, that is interesting. Yeah, he, he's just a composer. He composed Up, Homecoming, and obviously the Batman, Incredibles, the Batman, Ratatouille. War for the Planet of the Apes, Rogue One. He's he's composed a lot. Oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. he composed Force Awakens. And the next Love and Thunder. And yeah, he's composing Love and Thunder. He's composing Lightyear. So he, he's composed a lot. He's got exactly, credentials. He's got credentials for, yeah, for he's composing. He's got credentials, and, but composing and acting are two very different things. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like we said, spoke about that last week. Like, we have absolutely no clue what the hell this Halloween special even is. So I'm assuming as soon as we get more information, maybe it'll make more sense. Maybe less sense. I, I'm not I have been I'm reading not 100%. Into it. I've been reading into it, and I do believe it is live action. Okay. So yeah, that so I mean, honestly is even more intriguing to me than it being animated because I wasn't really that interested in seeing animated Werewolf by Night, but live action Werewolf by Night, that could be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what better place to start your directing debut than in the Marvel Universe anyways? I mean, they have so much, like, they just have so many people around him to like, guide him in the right direction where I could, I'll definitely, I definitely won't speak uh, any negativity yet. Not until I see an actual like trailer, like just literally anything, any sort of plot, plot synopsis. Exactly, or it's even to get you know officially announced. <laughs> yep. Another one is Taron uh, Egerton. Yeah, Egerton has yeah, now showed in- has now showed interest in playing Wolverine after rumors and fan castings going around. Let me look him up real quick. So always so always so hard putting the he face. He is the name. Eggsy in Kingsman. Oh, he is. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. The last name. The last name did sound. Uh, familiar yeah okay he's, he's, he's exiting kingsman and honestly like so is he wolverine though he's... yes for me yes i i think so because in the comics wolverine is short and aki and i think that if uh if egerton went to the gym and you know put on that muscle that you know the marvel studios muscle that he mm-hmm. would um he could absolutely be of the perfect wolverine you know the actual five foot two five foot three wolverine that we're supposed to have not six one yeah. hugh jackman don't get me wrong yeah. i love hugh jackman but he's not really Wolverine. Mm-hmm. He's, he's 5'9", so yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a height difference. Okay, that's not too bad. And I'm seeing some of the news now with the hideous renders of him in the Wolverine costume. Damn, he's yeah, they're, they're looking mad good, mad well. Yeah. Look, looking yeah. like the Snyder Cut, uh, uh, the Justice League fucking um, mustache on uh, uh, Superman. I never ever that. Oh, that's such hideous fucking... Ugh, get me out of here. I'm, I'm exiting out of this tab. All right, so next one is... Uh, Lyric Ross, this is uh, this is us. Has yeah, joined the from cast. This is us. Yeah, 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 I've heard about the show. Has joined the cast of Ironheart in an unknown role. Uh, I don't really much to speak about on that. I didn't. Yeah. I never watched This Is Us. Um, it's I a it's what good. is it? Like, yeah, it's like it's like a drama, right? Yeah, my my mom watches it. It's on. I think it's on ABC. Um, okay. Like it's like I said, it's it's good for what it's intended to do. Like for you know just dra- cable drama. It's not one of the you know the weaker ones. But again, it's nothing great it's just cool she we don't even know the role she's playing yeah and another one is oh this god damn it man you got to stop giving me these ridiculous names trying to pronounce this and embarrassing bro, bro it's not my fault i'm fucking i copy the news we alternate this shit it, it just so happens that you always get the fucking crazy ones uh actor uh alessandro N- N- nivola nivola yeah that was sure, too bad. sure yeah exactly 
Sounds right to me. And he's from the uh, the Many Saints of uh, Newark. I still haven't watched that yet. Has uh, re- reportedly been cast as a villain in Craven the Hunter. Just another Craven cast, and we've been getting a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the movie is going to be starting production, I think, this summer. So it's kind of a matter of time before we uh, yeah. get even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all, but that's all I have for the rapid fire for you guys. Apologies for all the names I butchered today, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see ahead. if it gets better from here. <laughs> so going on into in-depth news for the week, uh, these we actually have some pretty interesting points. Uh, nothing like too mind bending, but stuff that makes sense. So mm-hmm. first one, I'm actually going to switch to the ones I talk about, DL, because I know you're looking at the same sheet as me. Um, mm-hmm. So Disney Plus, like I literally like I called last week on March 1st, confirmed that the Marvel Netflix shows are all going to be heading to um, Disney Plus. Hag Plus. On the 16th of March. And also coming on that same day is going to be updated parental controls, allowing there to be more mature content to be coming to Disney Plus in the future, i.e. Deadpool or Family Guy or some of the stuff that they have on the Disney Plus SARS section or stars section, sorry, overseas. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I it's, think- it's, only a matter, it, it, it's, it's only a matter of time before they did something like this because, like, it's just inevitable. Like, the Netflix shows are a lot more gruesome than anything we've seen for the most part, and especially if Moon Knight kind of, like, taps into that as well. Like, we're going to need some sort of parental controls just, just because. I personally, I personally think that it is not a coincidence that the parental controls are coming out right before Moon Knight drops. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't no, I was think thinking, that's I was a coincidence that at all. Yeah, I know. It's going to suck. I'm going to have to watch everything PG-13 or below. My mommy won't allow it. Uh, yeah, but damn, that sucks. You got to have the parental yeah. controls on. Yeah, you're going to have to let me know how Moon Knight is. I, I got you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this on, uh, you know, strictly me uh, telling you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just explaining the story to me. I like that. But uh, next is actually something I actually want to go a little more in depth with. A, I mean, that's, that is the point of this news when we discuss it is uh, it has been recently confirmed uh, according to the VFX supervisor on uh, of Marvel Studios, that Kevin Feige is less involved in the VFX of all the MCU movies uh, since Phase 4 began as he's been busier with the story. So to me, this is kind of a catch-22. It's like, yes, we're going to be having probably one of the most confusing, ridiculous, and epic stories ever coming in the next five to ten years. However we can see in Eternals, in Black Widow, in Shang-Chi, and in um, No Way Home that the VFX are definitely taking a hit. A hit, And I don't know if that's because Kevin Feige is not as involved as he used to be or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was actually just talking with some of the guys up here about it. Like, I feel like for me, like, Doctor Strange has got to be the get-right game for the VFX, for, like, the CGI. Because, like, the, the first Doctor Strange was such a masterpiece, and we talked about it on the episode of how great the like how great the CGI was how great like how good they did all that stuff and if, and if it's kind of like lacking in this movie like I feel like it's just gonna be so it's just gonna be disappointing to say the least like like at some point they gotta just they, yeah, they gotta get they, they gotta put someone on it is for lack of better words like they have so much money this is Disney like this is literally like Walt Disney Corporation like the, the worst company to ever live like at this point like ugh, it just seems like it's like it just seems like an excuse to me on the on the on behalf of the VFX supervisor being like, oh yeah, like it's not my fault because Kevin Feige isn't helping me anymore. It's like, eh, that's your job. Yeah, also true. But I also 
um, I don't know if you saw, but when the Batman dropped, since it was dropping in IMAX, uh, they also dropped the IMAX version of the Doctor Strange 2 trailer. And mm-hmm. holy shit, do those shots look beautiful. Like, yeah. I think no, this I think movie I, is definitely I think I saw it. So I don't know if they're if maybe they were saving all the budget from these movies to just put everything into fucking multiverse of madness, but I feel like mm-hmm. the movie's going to look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think I saw something that the entire movie was recorded in IMAX. Indeed. The entire movie was recorded in IMAX. That's ridiculous. This is, smoke. I mean, Endgame was, I believe their last movie entirely re- recorded in IMAX. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's welcome to see it. Cause especially in this movie we're going to be talking about today, uh, Ragnarok, it was embarrassing. The switches between IMAX and not, well, we'll not, not only that, but it looked awful at points. And we'll discuss mm-hmm. that honestly shortly, but before we do, I think we got to talk something we all, all four of us are pretty passionate about. Mm-hmm. So Batman. the fucking Batman, Robert goddamn Patterson's fucking Batman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mm. Oh my! Holy oh my, fucking oh my. shit! This movie was beautiful. It was a very great movie, and I mean, it definitely like it's one of those movies. The same thing with No Way Home, where like I was like I was I had such high expectations for it, and it met it, and definitely had some with some of the stuff that we saw. Like it was just such a great overall, just like the portrayal of Gotham, the portrayal of like like a year two Batman, just portrayal of all this stuff was just like, done so perfectly. All of the characters were the definitive modernized and realistic versions of their characters i know i said it to Mm -hmm. to smoke separately and and also in our group chat but like it is these are the best versions of these characters in a realistic setting like i Mm can see someone like the riddler um paul dano's riddler being in the real world Mm -hmm. you know it's just the grandness of the story like the ties it has like like i know he said like he got um, the director of the movie, Matt Reeves, I know he said he had like some inspiration from like the Zodiac Killer. It just adds to, like that, like the themes of this story where like it's going on in like a, fi- a fictional universe. But like all these things can be applied to nowadays. Like you see some of this stuff happening. It's like, like this isn't something that's so far fetched of an idea. Yeah. But, but my uh, goodness. I don't know if, we, if uh, Smoke or uh, Willie, if you want to just comment about it a little bit. I know you guys have been quiet for a little bit. All right. Well. I feel like every shot in this movie, it seems like it's literally like it could be a frame in a comic book panel, like every single mm-hmm. shot, like it's all of its frames. So in such a way that it literally like everything yeah. looks like it's pulled straight out of a comic. And I feel like it's like so like it's just so well done. And like you said, like yeah. Paul Dano, like he's great as Riddler. And like, again, like the director, he drew a ton of inspiration because he also said uh, he took a lot from Seven, you know, that Kevin Spacey. Brad mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a like, great it movie. A lot like that one too, like with like mm-hmm. how they go all these different places, they gather all these clues, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, my God. Well, like this, nice. this, this is what happens when you have a comic book fan make a comic book movie. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh yeah, you, you could tell. Like they were very selective with their shots. Like I mean, obviously the, the easiest one to pick from is when he's when he's pulling up on Penguin coming out of his car when it's flipped upside down. Like that shot alone is just orgasmic. Though. Like it's just such a great fucking shot. Like the music behind it, the soundtrack is like. I would be like, I feel like this movie would be so much, it'd be such a different theme without the music that was picked for it. Yeah. Like it would be like the music was perfectly, it was like tailored. Like I know one of them was a Nirvana song. Like I felt like it was really made for this movie. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. Ba- Batman's got Cardi in his playlist. Well, all of, Bat- all of the Batman, like Never that. Like, I feel like they've all been really good. Like this one is really good for this Batman because it's much more brooding and like foreboding than like the other different types of Batman. Yeah. Towns, and I think that, that really works well for it. Mm-hmm. I think it just shows a side of Batman that we haven't really like 
I've been accustomed to. Like, I know we see a little bit in Batman Begins, but especially with more specifically the Ben Affleck Batman, like the older version, like you just don't see that kind of rage that yeah. we see with with Pattinson's Batman. I just think it's it's a welcome departure from like like what we expect for sure. Absolutely, I, and I think it's it, what, it, it's something we definitely needed too, especially coming off of something that was the joke of Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, exactly. I was I was watching a. Uh, uh, clip on YouTube from the Batman, like when he has those stupid goggles on at the end of uh, uh, Justice League, and he's just sitting up there watching. He's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get down there." He uses a grappling hook. It's just such a he becomes such a, like a meme of a character. Where it's like, "Oh no, Batman's gonna save day," even though you have like this likes of Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, literally turning back time, and Batman's just kind of just sitting there. Like it's a, it's it's, it's such a welcome departure. Like, I'll say it again. Like it just he feels so much more significant and like impactful of a character. Obviously, it's a solo movie, so obviously it should, but like. Oh, just, I just love his portrayal, and obviously, the, no. and obviously the supporting cast of like Catwoman, like she was fantastic in that movie. Uh, Riddler was amazing. Uh, John Totoro, I know Smoke, you're a big fan of John Totoro. John Totoro. But I he had the intangibles. You, in the, he, he had the intangibles in this movie. He do. Carmine Falcone. But I don't know, Willie, if you have uh, any thoughts you want to add on that as well. I think there's no str- like everyone knows like working with cars, but when the Batmobile scene when they first. Showed uh, yeah. that the sound that was coming from the engine, I was losing my mind next to Hag. I'm like, grab, I'm like, lose, I'm bouncing. Yeah. Here, it sounded like a fucking spaceship, bro. That just sounded fucking insane. Bro, this might be my favorite Batmobile design. Like, I know it's simple and it's like run down and it doesn't have like the actual like you know Batmobile esque designs, but it, it's it's mm-hmm. so tough. It looks mm-hmm. it just straight up like a, like a like a built up rally car. That's what they're called. That suspension like. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I know, well, I noticed when I was watching, it's like. Typically in the Batman movies, we get like a daylight flick of the whole thing. We kind of get to see it. We saw it in pieces, but we didn't. Re- it was like it was hidden in dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like it like leaves them room to work with it. Like they have that, they can change it up, and it just it, alone like just the sound. It's, I lost it. I also think that yeah. with, with, with the Batmobiles, keeping it at in this like progression esque state in the beginning, now in the sequel, which could be set you know three four years in the future, we can see how this how he improved the batmobile and maybe it looks more like the batmobile but still has the 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 challenger base yeah mm-hmm. the challenger base is kind of mandatory oh my god yeah i know that's what's cool like it fits because he's such a less like squeaky clean like trimmed batman like he's like i mean obviously throughout the movie he's like beating the crap out of people and he's just so totally not like because like christian bale's batman off rip like he had it down like he knew what he was supposed to do he didn't really make like the mistakes like he does in this movie especially for two years. Like he just had, he was sending the wrong message, like dime vengeance thing. And yeah. like the Batmobile is like still like, even the suit, like the suit is great. It's like, you could tell that it's not a finished product by any means. I think yeah. it really well. And I love his take on Bruce Wayne too. Like, I mean, he seems like a dude that was like affected by trauma. Like not just like a playboy pretending like life is great and all that. Yeah. Like, his parents were killed and like, he has no friends or anything. Like, of course he's going to be a weirdo in public. Yeah. yeah. And he, even even adding on to to um, what you were saying about the Batman is like you you see him also get overrun by a bunch of enemies at once. Where if you look at the the Bale Batman or the 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 Affleck Batman, you don't really see that as much. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah. It, it's just a level of like it's just a level of like like unsophistication. I don't even think that's a fucking word. Like it's just like you can tell like he kind of made all the stuff just from like scraps he put together. Like his suit, mm-hmm. he kind of just like you can tell like they just give so much more of like a like a vision it's like he just made this himself like he's literally just like up all night just like putting together this suit like i just i love the way the suit like it's simple but like it still is such a just such a ni- nice look to it like oh my god i wish it wasn't like probably like four hundred dollars to buy a costume because that shit would be a mandatory how, how much was that when you were looking at it smoke like 350 
Oh, Jesus. Jesus. We just yeah. got put. We just got put it together ourselves. That's what I'm saying. I, and then I need a mannequin stand too because I can't just. Have, I need that shit posted up and mm-hmm. chilling. So we're talking some big bucks here. Yeah, you got to get the armor stand. Like, suit. They would like hot, like something. They like surprise you with new things with a suit. Like out of nowhere, it had a wingsuit built into it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And then suddenly the the symbol was a blade. Oh, the, it was a yeah. battering. Yeah, they yeah. out of nowhere. They just threw it at you and mm-hmm. we were watching. It was like whoa. Yeah, it was, and he also had, like the taser. Like when that guy tried to shoot him, he just tased the shit out of him. Like he's oh, just yeah. so much more, like, he's just angry. Like so, like like he's just so like he's just so volatile. And I think that's what what Pattinson does so good about the Batman is like he's just he's just, at any moment he could switch up his demeanor. Like he's literally goes from being like quiet and like like Captain Olsen, he's just beating the hell out of people. Like there really is like he's got like a form to like how he's fighting, but like, it's not nearly as like kept as like like you said like with the Christian Bale. Where like when he was fighting, he had a lot more of like a. A, 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 yeah, yeah Molly, thank you. Like a lot more of a technique when he was beating the hell out of people. But in this movie, he's kind of just like throwing punches wherever he feels like he thinks he should, like taking well, punches. Yeah. This movie than it is like a jujitsu fight in like mm-hmm. the male ones. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I also just like I like the scenes where like he's kind of just like in the middle between like having the suit half on, half off, where he has like the you see like the eyeliner like dripping down his face. Like it just it's just such a great aesthetic they build in this movie. Like just like like the felt like the like. Just How overall, pretty and raw it is. Mm-hmm. Just like, how, like almost every scenes at night, like they, they 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 were very selective with like what scenes they added in a three hour movie. That's pretty crazy. Oh yeah. Like that, I can only imagine how much raw footage they had from that movie if three hours came out like that, and there was still that's, so much. That's gonna be a mandatory. I'm gonna have to cop a Blu-ray so I can see the deleted scenes type shit. Yeah, because that shit was fucking crazy, and it's it's got me wanting more. It's got me wanting a lot more. Absolutely, and I'm I'm more than happy if they do a sequel. I know they're talking about you know possibly realistic Joker, realistic uh, Mister Freeze. I would like mm-hmm. to see, even see something like Clayface. That could be interesting because something we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, and I, I think they did a great job, like finally making the Riddler someone like a force to be reckoned with. Scary, like, actually you know, terrifying. No, yeah, man. like not not Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, never never that Riddler. I had to. I had to bring it up, bro. Come on, it's like the only other, it's like the only other portrayal. I still, I still to this day think that uh, Neil Patrick Harris would be a good Riddler, but a good like joke Riddler, like he is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's definitely like I, I don't know if we want to do a quick the good, the bad, the ugly, just with this um, movie real quick. Yeah, I was definitely it, as you know as spoiler free as possible. Oh, that's true. Actually, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we so haven't, we haven't said much spoilers as is, so you know, mm-hmm. keep, no, try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. I'll try my best. So for, for the good, I'm definitely going to say the things we've already spoken about, like the overall, just like the like the motifs in the movie, the themes of the movie, like just how everything looks, the color palette. I think that looks fantastic. The bad, see, this is definitely going to be a tough one. Uh, let me actually add to the good real quick. Uh, actually, no, fuck, we can't do spoilers. Fuck, damn it. This is tough because I was about to get bricked up real quick, but whatever. So the bad, <laughs> I would say, like, I like, I like Gordon, but I think he is a little, he, like, he's a little bit too cucky for Batman. Like, he, he, he's got the hots for him a little too much. Like, I feel like he should have been, I don't know, he should have been a little bit more of his own man. That's like, like that's not a bad thing. Fair. It's just like, it, yeah. he's not know. the commissioner yet. He's still just, yeah, that's true. Well, I think not true. Yeah. is what he was until the commissioner died. I don't even think he was officially promoted in this movie. No, he wasn't. The very no, he, end. wasn't. Uh, he was just technically the highest remaining guy left after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Which is what the which is actually what you would do because I mean you see in all these movies or TV shows all the time it's like oh the commissioners as well guess you're you're the commissioner now like no you would wait until after this big case is done and then work on that yeah exactly that's not something you like you don't give a crap about a title like you're trying to find out the guy who just killed the last commissioner like yeah exactly and uh, for the ugly like I don't even really know honestly like like this movie's tough right now I also just have a, I I'm in the, 
so for me, the good, bad, and the ugly. So the good, I'm going to continue with all we have. But with recency mm-hmm. bias and stuff, I can't really give a bad and ugly yet. Like, yeah, I, I was about to say it, that I too. I only saw it once. So the honeymoon phase is hitting right now. Yeah. The honeymoon, so, honeymoon phase dummy hitting. It, instead, you just got to stay tuned to when we cover it on the staying cast in the future. And then we'll tell you all that stuff. Very true. Very true. That's def- that's a mandatory episode for sure. Because we, we could talk for so much longer about this movie. I mean, it's a three-hour movie. And we barely exactly. scratched the surface considering we haven't even said a spoiler. Mm-hmm. So all I'll say is watch that. this movie if you haven't. Get up in this movie. It's an experience. If you if you can afford it, get that joint in IMAX because it's mandatory. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of my rewatches soon are gonna be in IMAX. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to. This it's like built for IMAX, this movie. Yeah, yeah like I that got, Batmobile starting up in IMAX was like the entire theater was fucking quaking, bro. Oh, <laughs> like my Anyways. ears were fucking blowing, my eardrums were getting blown out, and I wasn't mad at it whatsoever. Not mad at all. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's now we uh, we get to the bread and butter of this episode, even though the Batman's kind of got me. It's kind of got me in Batman mode right now, but it's okay. We're jumping into Thor Ragnarok this week. We go one, a little something light, a little something for the children to keep the troops on edge. Another another really good movie. Um, mm-hmm. Phase three really doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And I definitely have some gripes with this movie for sure, mm-hmm. but we're gonna get into that. But we'll just get right into the. Let's go right back to the basics. Get the favorite and least favorite character. I don't know if you want to start smoke. Least favorite? Oh man, that's kind of difficult. Yeah, favorite um, at least. Well, my favorite, I feel like I kind of like most of the main characters in this movie. I'll say favorite, probably Loki. I, Thor is easy, but I'd say Loki because I feel like he gets like a lot more like his biggest problem that I had with him in other movies is that it's just constantly like the good, then he's bad, then he's good. And I, he does that in this movie too a lot, but it's like, I feel like it's, he's like actually progressing as a character as opposed to just flip flopping back and forth. Like you actually see why he does it a little more. Yeah, so, there's a lot more rhyme and reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like it's not just like random where it's like, oh, he has to be bad for this reason in the script. So let's make him bad. Like, it seems like he's doing it like specifically. And then my least favorite is probably, oh, God, I forget his name. Whoever Carl Urban's character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's all up to Carl Urban. But like, I just feel like his character is kind of inconsequential in the grand scheme of this movie. Like, absolutely. he absolutely is. He's a, he's he, exists, he exists just so Hella can explain plot to him. Well, that's the thing. Yes, and it's like, literally. He, he pulls up and he's like, okay, sure, I'll be on your side. And then just randomly in the last fight, he's like, all right, I'm actually going to be a good guy again. And then he pulls up and gets fucking demolished in like two seconds. It's like, <laughs> okay, th- thanks for that. Like, he literally, like, this, this movie can be told without him and it's the same movie. And that's usually how I deduce if a character is useless yeah no oh, for absolutely. sure and like especially and like just going like, j- j- just to jump into it for just a second like and even with his death like i don't know if Taka, uh the watiti was like expecting us to be like oh no like i was like all right like i don't know why he jumped down to begin with like i don't know why he sacrificed himself but okay like goodbye yeah, it's unfortunate because carl urban is that guy don't don't let us misconstrue words like he's still that guy for sure but it was just a not in this movie i think that's probably my beef with it too because he could have done mm-hmm. so much more than what they gave him yeah, he definitely needed a main role in a movie. He definitely didn't need that side character bullshit. Yeah, I mean, Scourge is, is I mean, he's, he's literally just there. He's just Scourge. Scourge. But, like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> even the name even the name Scourge. 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 But, Willie, I don't know if you have uh, conflicting Test. opinions. No, I was liking it. Still talking about favorite and least favorite character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Going right so, into there. No, yeah. I, I, like, I liked all those. I did. My thing was, like, my favorite is just for his, like, his humor was Korg, the rock man. Man, it's just it's subtle humor and just innocence behind him. I just I couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then probably worst character though, and she got me tight the whole movie is the Valkyrie. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. I know she's like this drunk, but I just thought it was kind of overdone. 
with like how much she's just drinking all the time and like that's her character it's like what i got and like me from like knowing just like norse mythology and stuff like valkyries are like they they're their sworn oath to the throne is huge it's like their entire life yeah and i don't know i feel like the, the character was just kind of forced i couldn't get behind it mm-hmm yeah, she definitely needed more time, like, on screen to actually show, like, why she switched. Like, all we saw is that they got massacred by Hello, but, like, why does that make you all of a sudden suffer a crisis of faith? Like, that doesn't make you all of a sudden abandon the oath that literally, like, if she got caught for that, she would literally be killed because she fucking swore an oath. Like, mm-hmm. it's, not so, it's not some little thing that she did. It's not like she was just drunk one night and signed away her life. Like, she chose to do that. And I definitely agree with her. I would have liked to see her more. I think she does get a little bit more in, like, Endgame, but I don't know. I mean, she's going to be, I'm pretty sure, like, the third biggest character if not up there as the second biggest or like as one of the she's in the main big three of Ragnarok. I mean, of love and thunder. So she's okay. going to get a lot more development mm-hmm. from there, especially considering, you know, she's King of Asgard. Now she's looking for her queen. Like, so she's going to get mm-hmm. a lot of development and I hope that they go more into her backstory than what we got in Ragnarok. Yeah, no, definitely. Her character leaves a lot to be desired for sure. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I'll go on, and then uh, Deal, you can round us off. But I think I'm going to agree with Smoke. Uh, Loki is probably going to be my favorite. I mean, especially after watching the TV show, I have more of an appreciation for Loki as a character and everything else I've seen him in. Yeah. And especially because this is, like Smoke said, the movie that really gives him the most development to see how he can, you know, he's still Loki at heart, but he's starting to try and do good until he, you know, Mm -hmm. sacrifices himself in Infinity War and then we have the different Loki that we have in Endgame. I mean, uh, not in, Endgame, in uh, Loki, the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and definitely the, the scene that definitely seals that for me is the scene like when they're in the elevator and they're talking. Like that's yep. a good ass scene between. Like, like there, there's a reason they replayed it in Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they bounce off each other fantastically though. Like there's a reason why Loki's been one of our favorite characters in all of the uh, Thor movies. Like yeah. his chemistry with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth Chris is Hemsworth. fantastic. I always yeah. forget there's so many Chris's. But on the opposite coin. Uh, I am going to say my least favorite um, just because I want to round it out and have it the, the same is the Warriors three. Mm, yeah, they literally yeah. they're in one scene each and they all get fucking killed so easily. I actually totally forgot about them until you said that. Yeah. Like, it's it's honestly it's a poet. It's a poetic end to their shitty ass, like non-existent arcs. Yeah. Like, that's honestly like. I I shout out to Takuahiti for for seeing the, those characters. Be like, all right, these guys have been hanging around doing absolutely nothing for two movies straight. We gotta get rid of. We gotta get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's it's a bittersweet thing. Like, I'm glad they're bringing back Sif because in in Love and Thunder, because at least we're gonna get redemption to her character being also the best of the you know the warriors. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lady Sif. Um, but it's still like you wasted these characters who are bigger characters in the comics than they are in the movies. And are huge to the Norse mythology that is what Thor's based off of. So it's like, mm-hmm. again, they're in one scene each. I know, like, I that's really pushing the line of what we can consider to be a least favorite character. But I'm gonna need that. Imp- I'm gonna need that impression off of you from that Japanese guy. You give a good one, Hag. I'm gonna need that off you. Uh, Whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are, <laughs> what the fuck? What does he say? Whatever, whatever hell you crept out of, or whatever, whatever oh, he said. Whoever you are, go back to whatever hole you crept out of, or whatever the fuck he's saying. <laughs> I just, whoever you are, and then she's it's like, so mean, "Whoever I am, were you not yeah. listening?" Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a, they're such ridiculous characters, and thank thank goodness they finally like either, either this was the movie like this is this is like the final thing where it's like either you're developing them or they're done, and I honestly don't mind that they got rid of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially especially the first two, they got single handedly bitched. Like, there's no other way to say. It. Like, she pulled up, not he didn't even say a word to him, dead, dead. Like, they didn't even put up a fucking fight. At least um the other guy, at least he knocked out one of her fucking what what are those things that she has. Hella swords, necro things, whatever they're called. Yeah. At least, at least he at least put up like a semi fight. Like I wouldn't even call it a fight. At least it was something. But the first, the first two guys, they just got fucking completely smoked. Zachary Levi, Shazam. <laughs> so stupid. But I guess I'll jump into it. And obviously, like I would give it to Loki, but I'm obligated to say, Jeff. <laughs> the grandmaster i have yeah, to like, I, mean, I, 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 I have expected to. you were gonna i am i am a i'm fucking forced by law to mention jeff goldblum because he's the kid and anyone who doesn't know anyone who's uncultured enough and hasn't watched jurassic park look up jeff goldblum shirtless in jurassic park oh, and that would that. That, that will that will serve as my explanation on why he's my favorite character <laughs> hold on i'm That's looking it. it up right now just to just have it on <laughs> my like an oil painting of it somewhere yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, oh, literally, you, you search up Jeff Goldblum shirtless, and it's the first thing that pops up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, he did recreate it more recently. He's ridiculous. He's, he's such a goofball. <laughs> I love that, man. It was a statue. What? It was a statue. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, there is a statue. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Shit's out of pocket. No, uh, but... I mean, he he was also the you know the stand standout part of the that Thor uh, what if episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just so funny. I love I love his melty stick too. Like he's just so like he's just one of those characters that like obviously he's he's like an, the elder of the universe. Like that man lives forever. Like he just he doesn't really care at all. So he's kind of just like a free spirited character. And I always like those characters, like because like, you know you're not gonna get anything crazy out of them, but they're just there. Like they're he's he's really funny. No, one, like one, he, of, the, one I, of the best moments. He's literally he's like uh, anywhere else I'd be you know millions of years old, but here on Sakar, and then he's just silent. Yeah, <laughs> like they explain nothing about it. it's funny, and then when he melts his cousin or whatever, he's like, "Oh, I'm stepping in it." <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> or, or when fucking Topaz, Topaz is also a weak ass character in this movie, but when she fucking when um when Loki talks back and she hands him the melting, he's like, "Why are you handing me the melting stick?" <laughs> so they, all they did was talk back. That that doesn't qualify for melting. <laughs> yeah, he was great in this movie, and I am uh, obviously I have to give love to Jeff. But my least favorite character, yeah, it's gonna be Carl Urban, like. His character was so useless. Like he, the, the, yeah, Scourge. Yeah, that's like I can't even say Carl Urban because like he's he's a kid, so I can't even diss him. But uh, Scourge, tweet, Yeah, I mean, uh, we're if we just mention more, but we're just gonna start repeating ourselves. Yeah, exactly. But so I guess, I guess uh, if uh, Willie, you want to take us over and hop into whatever your favorite costume for this movie was, because there were a lot of good ones. They definitely revamped mm-hmm. all of them in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless Taiko Itd. I'm just gonna say that real quick. Mm-hmm. And, if, and for anyone that didn't know, he plays Korg for whatever reason. <laughs> I, I fuck with that. It's so funny. I never realized because I watched and then not to snatch away from Will. I know you want to talk about the favorite content, but I watched uh, Free Free Guy, which is an absolutely horrible movie, but whatever. And he was I all watch and he it still. But I had, don't I had to watch it. don't. He was like <laughs> he, he was in the movie, and then like, I, at first I didn't even know it was him as first because he was an actor in the movie. He didn't even direct it. He was just in it. Yeah. And he was talking. I'm like, is this fucking Korg? And I looked it up. I was like, oh my god, it's Taco Waititi. I'm like, oh my god, he voices fucking Korg. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I had a, I had a serious fucking, right, out of body experience. I mean, it makes sense though. He sounds like him. They're making a second mm-hmm. guy apparently. They're making That's a second not free guy. 
They're making a second one. Why? That isn't necessary. I don't know. I guess it made enough money where they're like, okay, let's turn out 10 more of these. Ugh. Fair. But anyways, going uh, to what you were saying before we did the costume. There were, like you guys said, there was just so many good costumes in this. And like, this is a weird world Sakaar is. Like what they were putting out for us to see was awesome. I was yeah. a individual costume though. I, it was Hulk's gladiator armor. Seeing him in something other than ripped jeans, which I love my ripped jeans, but seeing that as actual <laughs> like an actual suit of armor, I thought was badass. And that helmet, that was yeah, so cool. No, I mean gladiator, uh, gladiator Hulk is fucking beautiful in this mm-hmm. movie, and I, I wish we would have seen more than just the one scene of him. But you know, exactly. Like we kind of got robbed of like a semi World War Hulk kind of to join. Like the fact that he was on yeah. Sakaar, and we kind of don't see, we don't get that, we don't get, we can only get a taste. I mean, we do have those rumors coming about those, so hopefully yeah. that comes soon. No, exactly. And I like that little, I like on Thor's helmet, how they have the little nod to his fucking hideous-ass co- comic, uh, costume in the comics with the fucking wings. Yeah. <laughs> but Smoke, if you want to take away from there. Okay, it well, it it's a tiny portion of the movie, but I have to say Doctor Strange with the gloves. I fucking love them. Like, <laughs> it. Like, they, they just look so good. Like, I understand that it's just so they can, like, not you do know, the makeup on his hands because yeah. they didn't want to pay for it. Which I can respect that. And I could also, I, I dig the way the costume looks with the gloves. Like, it's just a cool little touch. No, and the gloves are nice, but it's also, like, you could see he's struggling to, like, hold things and, and whatnot with the gloves. Oh, on. yeah, for sure. I mean, the entire sequence is funny. Oh, like, I, I, want more, I need more of that. I need more fucking Thor and Strange humor. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely Doctor Strange. Anytime he's in a movie, he's probably going to have the best costume. Just I mean, like, it's, there's a reason it hasn't changed over the past five years. Oh, yeah, and there's mm-hmm. no need to change it. Like, you literally can. It's already perfection. Yeah, it's trip. DL, if you want to go next, I'll finish this off. Yeah, my favorite is definitely uh, Loki's costume on uh, Sakaar. That I shit agree. is so I, fucking I agree. tight. I, it's, the blue is so mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, like, like, I think one of the biggest things, like, behind the scenes that, like, you kind of never, like, I mean, you realize, but, like, you don't really put the words, like, just, like, the, the colors in this movie are so drastically different from, like, the gold, the black that we get from all the other Thor movies. Like, everything's just so, like, it's, like, three colors being used in the previous movies. Now, in this movie, there's literally so color vibrant. pops everywhere. The, the, like, IMAX, yeah, the IMAX scenes definitely help with that, too, because even though some of them, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, get, get a little wonky, the colors mm-hmm. are so beautiful and vibrant. Yeah. This movie is something you kind of need to see in IMAX. Yeah. And it, and it definitely just adds to like, it's like, it, I feel like the best way to describe this movie in one way, it's refreshing. It's a refresh. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally just a refreshed version of Thor. Like even like on the introduction scene, like not that I'm saying I don't like that. He's like, he, he's like more comical, but like it's, it's just literally a different Thor. Like even oh, straight yeah. from the get go, like when he's narrating in the beginning, which I think was very funny, but like, Oh no, how did Thor get here? Like, I think it's funny. It's just so fun. It's just so interesting. Like how it's a completely different character. And I'm, co- I'm fine with that. Yeah, no I mean, literally, my, the, for the first thing I wrote in my notes is in, instantly as the movie starts, it's a complete tonal shift from the, the movie mm-hmm. before. Yeah, for sure. But, and I feel like that, that's kind of the tone you should take with someone who's basically immortal. Like, that man just never fears for his life whatsoever. He's kind of just hanging around. Exactly. He knows he could die, but he knows it's so unlikely for him to that he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's got Mjolnir and he's just absolutely smoking people. Yeah. But I guess before we get into that, I'll finish off. Uh, I know you already said Loki, but... Second to Loki, uh, I do have to give it to Valkyrie's final costume, the white costume. Okay. That shit is beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that shit goes hard. No like cap. The, 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 su- the subtle blue and and uh, and gold accents. I think there's a little bit even silver in there at some, in some of them. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's beautiful. Also, you know, Tessa Thompson's bad as fuck. 
don't don't say another word on that. Uh, oh no, whoa, well, trust me. I have so much saved for a couple segments from now. <laughs> but if uh, yeah. you want to take us into the next one. Yeah. So we got the make or break moments this movie, and I think this is applicable for the break moments. But uh smoke if you wanna take us away with your favorite you can just do your favorite moment. My favorite your best moment. scenes. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like there's so many of them. It's like mm-hmm. The last sequence is cool, obviously, like when he has like Odin and he's like thinking about like, what do you Thor God of hammers? And then like he starts when he's using his power, like his full power at the end, that shit is just so cool. Like that, I could watch that with the ACDC playing. It's like I could watch that over and over again. That's my favorite part of the movie. That shit is so fucking hard. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that they ever used it, though, how they used it in the beginning and they used it at the end. I feel like they could have used another song, but that, that's just minor discrepancies. But then I guess if you wanted to... uh I don't know if you had a break moment in the movie, which is basically just to describe it just a little bit. So it's like a scene where you kind of feel like you've been taken out of the movie. It doesn't feel like it should be like necessarily like in it or it just feels like, yeah, like basically that. Okay. Um, well, it's just, it's hard to pinpoint one scene. I feel like there are some times in this movie where, it, and again, I love to keep with, with TD, whatever you say his name, but like sometimes he lets his humor get the best of like what's supposed to be a serious scene. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's the same thing as James Gunn. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like I love it. I, I love this movie. Don't get me wrong, but there are just some times where it's like you didn't have to put that joke in there. Like the scene would have been yeah. great as is. We don't need the levity for that moment. Like you mm-hmm. can't have dramatic moments in a Marvel movie sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's hard to pinpoint one scene specifically. It's more so just like occasionally throughout the movie this happens, mm-hmm. and it's like, why'd you do that? Uh- I feel like one you could definitely qualify for that is when Valkyrie first pulls up and she falls right out of her ship, like oh, when she's yeah, walking yeah. down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, she just fucking falls right out. Like meanwhile, she it's supposed to be like intimidating. But um, Willie, I don't know if you have ones making break moments. Uh, yeah, so like best scene wise, uh, it's always for me is when when Thor got his lightning power, but it was the flashbacks when he was getting those real flashbacks and he was having like a serious moment because like the whole movie he is a com- comedic genius. He's making like. Came, like laughs here and there but like when he has that real serious moment like i could tell that it was intense and it was about to like whole movie was about to change like when i first watched it i still remember that scene when it comes up mm-hmm. uh breaking moments uh when watching it i i didn't have to like the thing is it didn't, like, it didn't, like fully break the movie for me but it was like um it was when the the grandmaster's other assistant what's that other scrapper's name or the the, the one yellow topaz, the topaz. yeah uh her it was her humor again it was like I get it, you don't like her, but like that was just bad. No, I, was, I mean, I, I, for me, I was like hearing that. I was like, ah, okay, nice scene, please. I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And it's that it just comes down to what Smoke was talking about. How like sometimes like to, you just don't need to insert a, a like a corny joke, a one liner, like something to just ease the tone. Like just just leave it how it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, going from there, uh, I do have to. My favorite scene is the is Doctor Strange scene. I think. <laughs> I think by this point we all know that Doctor Strange is probably my favorite, if or at least you know top three characters of the MCU. So just seeing mm-hmm. more of him just gets my chode peeking. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Like, it, he's it, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is the perfect Doctor Strange, as Kevin Feige put it when he was getting his uh, his star. He's like he's the one and only Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like his 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 call casting was fantastic. Like he probably was like he was probably in his bag when he was auditioning for that joint. If he wasn't oh, just given the role, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I mean, break moments there weren't too much. Uh, really, for me, the the only break moments were was some of the CGI, like especially viewing it in IMAX. Like the CGI on the 
first opening scene when he's fighting that whole mob and some of those background, like the backgrounds when he's flying away from the dragon. Oh, right yeah. Before, they are awful. Well, at some point, it's mm-hmm. like the same background on loop over and over again, and it's really noticeable yeah. if you're looking for it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that, 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 that's pretty much my, my um, break moments of the movie. It's just the awful backgrounds that are in a lot of this. And I hope that, and I know some of it, or at least most of the Sakaar parts they did record in, uh, or film in New Zealand, but I hope that they take the technology from the Mandalorian and, and the book of Boba Fett, where it looks actually real. And they put that when they're filming love and thunder. Cause it looks kind of awful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I guess I'll jump into some of my favorite scenes. So one of them was definitely them leaving Sakaar. I think like that sequence of like him and Valkyrie just jumping from ships, destroying them. I think that was absolutely ridiculous. And I think it's just cool scene, like just a full power of like, the, like obviously the Valkyrie, like her being like an elite warrior of Asgard, seeing like some of her powers, seeing Thor and all them. I think that was great. Hmm. Uh, another one I like is finally Thor actually like there's them showing that he's actually a super intelligent being when he's talking to Banner about the wormhole, about like the, uh, the Eisenbridge or whatever it is. Cause they're like obviously they portray him as a meathead in the MCU, but in the comics he's a very intelligent. Like it's not like he's stupid. Like he's not like some like Hulk type. Like like Hulk actually. Like when he's just running around smashing stuff. Yeah, and but Which he's is, also not Tony. But he's like somewhere yeah. in the middle. Yeah, no, no, like I'm not saying he's a genius, but like, it's just cool giving him some sort of like more than just like corny one liners sometimes. Like I appreciate that. I like mm-hmm. seeing that. Mm. Those- Real quick side note of, of another great scene is when fucking. Uh, Banner jumps out the ship. He's like, you want to know who I am? You'll see. Yeah. He fucking hits yeah. the thing and just doesn't turn into the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was... I thought, he, I, I thought he was dead. Like, his eyes were open. Like, he was straight oh, up Oh, no, dead. he was dead. Banner was dead. The Hulk <laughs> revived him. That's the whole thing of the Hulk. Banner can't yeah. die because the Hulk will somehow revive him. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And I want to... I, I just like that. I like the... Uh, in the beginning of the movie, like, when you have the hammer, like, Mjolnir's point of view, as it's just smoking, going in circles, and it comes back to him. I think it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the CGI is a little shaky, but I mean, I just like I just like the POV of the hammer just going around knocking people's heads off. Yeah. Oh, also another one that I'm thinking of is is when uh, Thor gets to Asgard. The the whole play of of the shit world yeah. is hysterical. Matt Damon, um, and Liam Hemsworth. But Ridiculous. I I find it uh, one of the most hysterical scenes is is when Thor confronts Loki slash Odin. And he's like, nothing will help or will stop. Uh, Mjolnir from reaching my hand, not even your head. And Loki starts pissing yeah. his pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit was great. Another one I have is um, Hela absolutely smoking the army of Asgard. That shit was crazy. That She's like absurd. Like, she is stupid overpowered. Like it is fucking ridiculous. Like it, it's fucking sickening watching her destroy necro swords. That's what they're called. When she was just literally like throwing like the like the small like when she impales the. Uh, yeah, the Japanese guy. She fucking cooks that man. Like yeah. she put him on a tee. And honestly, my break moment in the movie. You're not gonna like this hag, but it actually is the Doctor Strange scene for me. Damn. I, I, what is he doing? Why is he teleporting him like that? Like, like, there's no explanation on what the hell he's doing. He's just fucking like, with him. He's literally just yeah. fucking with him. It just comes back to my theory on that kind of stuff. Where like, I just don't like. It's just weird seeing stuff like that. And then he never uses it again. Like, what the hell is he doing? Like, he's like he's not moving his hands. He's not casting any spell. He's kind of just like. Just there's like idly just moving Thor around, which is like obviously when he's doing it to a friend, that's fine. But like he could do that to so many other people like in the future and he doesn't. Like people that are actual enemies. But it's not a huge one though. Like I'm not saying it's like when I saw that part, I was tight. I, I just thought it was weird. Like I just had to make a note of it because I thought it was weird. Like, like 
I mean, but, I mean, I just enjoy it because, like I said, any no, no, like I, I love Doctor Strange. You know, I love Doctor Strange. I'm just saying that, like, it's just weird when they give them weird powers like that that are never used again. Just wait for Infinity where I'm going to be going off. Oh yeah, no, he's a bad boy. He is a very bad boy. Another, another. It was not a break. It's just a, a funny scene. Is when oh, when they're having that nice talk with Odin, like when they're in Norway, and he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I have a you have a sister that could literally destroy Asgard, and uh, I'm going now." Yeah, it's like I'm that dipping. Vile. <laughs> he's like, "I'm yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, uh, in my in my dying breath, you have a sister, and she's coming to kill both of you. Yeah, peace out, fam. Piss off, ghost. He's freaking gone. Yeah, that shit's hilarious. But I mean, that's that's pretty much all we got for mm-hmm. that. Um, I mean, there's there's so many great scenes in this movie. Oh yeah, fantastic. This, this movie's, I mean, it's in a lot of people's top five, top tens for a reason. Mm-hmm. It re- literally no, revived it, the Thor character. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will speak on again is I definitely I got some I got some Justice League vibes with some of the, like the slow mo like of all of them walking in a straight line like it was weird to me like I think there's a lot true. of scenes like it was a little bit too corny for me like the slow mo was a little bit too much sometimes and it just kind of seemed like like it was a cool like uh, it was a cool like album like album cover it was a cool like poster kind of like like a material but there was some points where I was like all right like all right they're, they're all walking up in slow motion they look good the costumes are fantastic but okay it's like you're sucking it mm-hmm. yeah exactly just, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a teensy bit, but I guess uh, we can go right along. I know before we started, we didn't say we said we didn't have too many, mm-hmm. but uh, I I had a couple that we can speak upon. But before that, our guests Willie B, if you want to go into your favorite quotes, uh, favorite quotes, I gotta pull up the the notes for that one. I got a few um, that I was liking. Uh, again, Korg being my favorite character, uh, one of my favorite things. But anytime, anytime the guy says Doug alone, but like he says, <laughs> "See you later, new Doug." Um, I don't know why, but every time I chuckled when I heard that, it's just okay. See you later, new Doug. I, I love, I love the way he introduced. Like when he first starts, like, "Hi, I'm Cork. This is wait, what was that like insect's name?" That Meek. Meek. Like, yeah. I'm Cork. This is Meek. That, that's Doug. Oh, Doug's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing. Into the next thing about Meek uh, about the when he's talking about are those, are those what's coming out of you? Is that those eggs? Those, those are definitely eggs. <laughs> and I was like, the man is just dropping eggs casually. <laughs> We're about to get on this big spaceship. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime the man said anything, it was his voice. Yeah. Was just, oh my god, a hammer pulled you off. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's ridiculous. Do you want the? You want the? Was it the speed? You want the three horned fork? It's really only useful if you're fighting vampires. Oh, the three, three vampires, three vampires cr- jumbled all together. <laughs> it's like he just knows how like silly some of the things are in that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like he, he's my last one for that. Uh, Scourge, uh, his Scourge's character again was just like kind of silly for me, and just saying his name is Scourge. Um, but he then again he did say when he just goes when he's he's with the girls and he, he, the man was speaking some game. I mean, he, he was spitting. Games. He was trying. And uh, was a good game, maybe not, but no, he was spitting. He, he had to hold uh, the bridge there to help him out. Mm. For me, it was when he just says, My stuff, is it my stuff? Because, <laughs> like, I feel like half the time I bring anyone to my house, I'm like, I look in like the, the tool shed, I'm like, Here, it's my, my stuff. stuff. <laughs> I found him in Texas, I got these yeah, empty in Texas. <laughs> this is Des and Troy, put them together, they destroy. Oh, God, I cannot cringe at that. Yeah, it's, it's so corny. <laughs> I have to cringe a little bit of that. Yeah, that one's nasty. With Smoke, I don't know if you had any uh, that you had written down. Oh, yeah. I had, well, 
I'm going off of Korg again, my favorite line in the whole movie is when Loki's talking to. Uh, oh, you took it, damn and, it! And he and he fucking throws the thing. I was like, piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only took it from me. I was waiting. I was hoping no one's gonna say because I love. It. He comes out of fucking nowhere. They had that whole interaction. Piss, piss off, ghost. Off ghost? <laughs> like, every time I see that, that shit is so fucking hysterical. <laughs> but I have that like underlined and circled like three times because that shit made me laugh still, even when I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> I'm fucking losing it over here just thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> so fucking funny. It's a good instance of like humor, like be hitting right, where it's like you have yeah, that you have that scene between the two of them being like actually like pretty like serious. pretty level headed. Yeah, exactly serious. And all of a sudden he's supposed to piss off, ghost. <laughs> like, so like that's serious. that's how you break a, a, a serious scene perfectly in mm-hmm. a movie is with that, not with some of the other things that we'll we'll discuss when we get to the question of the week. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, core. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still going off that core. Um, but uh, like I said before, the the with Corey's like, oh my god, the hammer pulled you off. That that shit's hysterical. Yeah. But so uh, shortly after that, Thor is talking to Valkyrie. It's in it's in the same scene where he's like waiting to to go in, and he's uh, he goes, I love women sometimes a little too much, but not in a creepy way. Yeah. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. Deal. I don't know if you have a few more. That's there's not too many more that we haven't. Uh, said yeah uh it's when loki's fucking when dr strange pulls him out he's like i've been falling for 30 minutes yeah, of course that's a classic yeah that's just funny uh oh, then actually, uh, I, I found another one too whenever you're done yeah and then i think small grady said before he's like, are you thor god of hammers god of that's hammers. just funny from that's just uh, funny oh it's, it's such a shame they they wish it they wasted odin because he like whenever he's spitting like he is so he's such a great fucking character oh d whenever no, they, whenever, they whenever they actually one give waste him. of a character mm-hmm yeah, like he he is a tragic waste, like a Greek tragedy type beat. Shit gets me tight. Anthony Hopkins is a bad boy. Like you can't be wasting him like that. Things like it was a waste. Like they had potential with him, but I think it was perfect. Like the fact that we're so tight about it, like yeah. oh, it's the, like Thor's backstory is just like how close and like we wanted more from yeah. him, but him dying it just defines yeah. like Thor's anger. Yeah, so I I think I'm more mad at the previous two movies compared to that in this movie for sure. Like the previous two movies, it's an absolute waste. Like, like he he's not in it enough. You don't see enough of him. You don't see enough of like Prime Odin where he's smoking fools. Like, we just need so much more on that character. But yeah, like you said, it, it was a good send off. Com- like compared to the the Warriors three, just getting impaled and smoked. Fuck the Warriors three. Yeah, <laughs> rest in piss. Um, but another one that I, that I had is uh, just it's just a random just taken out of contest. But Thor's talking about himself, and he just goes, "Yeah, I'm the seductive god of thunder." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't rocking with that you, you think chris hemsworth is a seductive god of thunder don't get me wrong i dream about him saying that to me in person but like on screen it was a little like Ugh. yeah i agree but he, he i agree with you on that he's definitely he's, he's he's been in my dreams as of late i mean when is he not especially with the, that trailer coming out hopefully this month fucking better be fuck but I guess that's all, yeah, that's all I got for quotes. Yeah, that uh, like we like we said, there's not really much of a quotable movie. It's got some stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah. nothing too spectacular. Mm-hmm. But DL, if you want to take us into what we got next, uh, the yeah joint, of course, the, the yeah I moment of the movie. Yeah, I, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I. So obviously, I think with the make or break, I sh- probably should have put the Doctor Strange scene more in the yeah. I feel like it fits a little bit more there. It's like I, but. Another one I have is honestly like, I, obviously we didn't confirm that she's dead, but I just I'm not sold that Hela's dead. Like she is so fucking overpowered. Like even Surtur's big ass blade going through. Like I'm not sold that killed her. 
Like honestly, like like I I don't know if we could, if we didn't get a confirmation she's dead, right? Uh, I mean, anytime they've talked about it, they've said she's dead. But I yeah. mean, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, and uh, and also just another yeah, it is hella drawing power from Asgard, but then them never speaking beforehand that any of the other gods get their power from Asgard. It seems or, it seems or them destroying Asgard to get rid of Hela's powers, but them not getting rid of Loki and uh, yeah, Loki. no, exactly. It, it it just felt weird. Like it was something like it was just supposed to set her up as being like this big bad evil thing, and like I don't think Hela was a fantastic, and like she she definitely had her scenes where she was good, but I just think they set her up to be this ridiculous power, <coughs> and, and just. Yeah, exactly. And then she kind of just, like, died. Like, I understand Surtur is fucking ridiculous. Like, as soon as he gets with the Eternal Flame, I get all that. Mr. Krabs. But... <laughs> is that, wait, is that, is that the voice actor? Clancy Brown, Mr. Krabs. Oh, my God. I'm, oh I'll my be God. looking up right now. Oh, my God. Surtur, voice actor. That's fucking ridiculous, man. What the fuck? Surtur, Clancy Brown. And Clancy Brown is... Uh, da, 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 movies Eugene Krabs. The first one that shows up, SpongeBob. That's funny. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't think there was a lot of yeah moments because like whenever you're dealing with like Thor and his solo movies, like everything kind of just gets thrown to the wayside because that man is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. We, we talked about this in, in, in Guardians, too. It's like when you have this like extraterrestrial God level stuff, like you can't really pull much yeah moments. I don't know yeah. if our guests have any. I mean, yeah, I could start with like the thing I never got. I, I Tell me wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong now, but like. The 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 chips that got he got on his, his neck mm-hmm. is that a taser? Is it supposed to be? Because I'm and I'm trying to figure out why the god of thunder and lightning is phased by a taser. I don't think it was a taser. I think it was nerve, but I, he should, still shouldn't have been affected by it. I feel like someone like that. Like I know he was still just like when I I put that down. My like, yeah, even then I thought about it more. He was discovering his own power beyond the hammer still. So like mm-hmm. I'll give him that. Like he couldn't get that, but like, even then, like when he had the in the in the arena when he got the all his power back while he was fighting Hulk. Yeah. Why did the little taser chip stay on him or affect him? Yeah, how that affect so, him? So, so here's my crappy explanation for it. Mm-hmm. As humans, we think it's electricity, but it could be literally be anything. That's that, that's my take on it. Where it's that, like that, that, that's kind of what we take a lot of the stuff. Yeah, is, with the green that's stuff. what I'm saying. Like as a human, like as an Earth, that looked like it would be electricity that would be stunning him like that. But what the, whatever the hell it is. I don't fucking know. It, it like, could have been some like alien, like electric poison or something like that. Yeah. Like shut down your nervous system. It's like yeah. who the fuck knows. Yeah, yeah. I get that. But I agree with that. I just I, I don't I don't think they did a good they did a good job at like portraying what it was doing because I agree with you. It kind of seemed weird. Where like you have him shooting electricity out of his hands when he's fighting Hulk. You have that big like discharge that he has when he punches Hulk. You'd think that would fry whatever's on his neck. Yeah, and then and then later on, Loki has it on for like what 20, 30 minutes, and he's just fucking sitting there seizing. <laughs> yeah, 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 like it's weird. Uh, my last, my second last, well, no, it's my last one. Uh, this only gets me because just like me building stuff around is when they came back to the the Hall of Asgard. Hela takes down the ceiling to reveal it. Why they put a whole new ceiling up there? Like I know they're Asgardian gods; they can do whatever. But like, just paint it over. It would have hidden it better. Than yeah. putting a whole new wall on it, like ceiling on it. it, made no. That just made no sense to me. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I think craftsmen's. Yeah, know, exactly. Right? Yeah. I, I see. That's what I, I love the take. I, I love the outside take, but I, I, I guess it's just like just, just for sure. She can say that line where it's like Odin just loves covering things up. Like this was like a literal like thing. I don't know. Yeah, it was a little weird. That's what I thought it was. It made the scene way better doing it. Yeah, it was way. more of like a poetic kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah, Odin just covers up all the all the things that he wants to hide. I guess I don't know. It, it also, I don't know if you noticed, but <clears throat> after she destroys the ceiling, there's like 
no damage on the ceiling that was below it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then another, yeah, like I don't even know would be, yeah, like just the Infinity Gauntlet in the war in the fake, you know, like, fake. Yeah, it was just weird. Like it, it's it's so funny because like why, like why is that there? I don't know. It, it just seemed weird to me. So like, it was fun. Like, uh, it was fu- a, pop, a popular fan theory is that um, Odin was also on a quest for the stones, but then gave it up, which also in ties with him closing Hela away. Um, but pretty much he never was able to find the soul stone um, since no one knew where it was. And then he made that for people to fear him and Hela knew it was fake because of that. Something along okay. those lines. Was it the was it a, a right handed one or like the opposite of what the usual it was the opposite one is? hand yeah yeah it was the opposite okay that's what I thought yeah. it was more of just like a, oh wow it's the Infinity Gauntlet because they up until Infinity War they really just had no idea because no, that, 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 uh, that, that was them trying to uh, retcon because it was in the background of Thor one and people were all like what the fuck is this uh, mm-hmm. when when it got into the announcement of them actually doing Infinity War. And then they yeah. were like, "Oh, uh, this doesn't exist." Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Because, because then it so kind of just. Really, you want to finish us off on just yeah, real quick? Just real quick. I think I, I feel like it kind of because it. What is it? It's Avengers One, right? When when he pulls out. No, what at post credit scenes that when he already has the gauntlet. The final do it a, myself. That that's Age yeah. of Ultron. That's Age of Ultron. Okay, so he might have already had it already. So it might just be from a different time. Okay. Because that would always confuse me. Because like that movie, mean he already went to that the dwarf planet and killed all of them. Because well, te- te- I was gonna say technically the Age of Ultron one is not uh, canon either. That one got retconned by Infinity War with each rebuilding the the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I feel like most post credit scenes are like a grain of salt kind of thing. Where like, I don't consider that continuity until like it actually gets shown in another movie. Uh, it it depends on the post credit scene for me. It's very 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of them you could tell where like they had a vision and then they thought about it some more. And like, eh, let's change it. Yeah, and some For of obvious the, reasons. Yeah, but smoke. Now you can actually finish. You have any EI moments yourself? Yeah, my bad. No, well, I mean, like Yale said, it's kind of hard to like pinpoint a EI moment because Thor is like a literal god. I mean, like, yeah. if I had to pinpoint one, I guess, and even it's like kind of reaching, but like Thor, he's been shown to take physical damage before. Like Loki, like fucking stabs him in Avengers. So like, when Hulk like jumps into the stratosphere and delivers like that punch to his face, like I feel like that shouldn't have killed him, but like. He definitely should have been fucked up from that shit. Like a black eye or something. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he should have had some sort of damage from that. Like, he literally fucking leapt in a million feet in the air and came crashing down on his face. Mm-hmm. And he got just got tased, too. So he is totally vulnerable to whatever. Mm-hmm. That, no, that's but he put true. one hand up, so it saved it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Sure. He puts that one hand up, and that stops him from any facial damage. He still looks like Chris Hemsworth after getting that. Chris Hemsworth. Of course. Beautiful. It's the, I said that face is a moneymaker, bro. And his ridiculous physique. My God. Well, that's just ridiculous. But you that know, fucking tiny. Speaking of beautiful, I th- <laughs> think we all know what uh, what time it is. I think it's time to head into the nice thirsty moment of the movie. I'm leaned in. I'm dummy leaned in. So first mm-hmm. off, we got two fine ass bitches in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, in all seriousness, Kate Blanchett is looking ridiculously fine for fifty two. And Tessa Thompson <laughs> is also just a bad woman. Yeah. I mean, I like when she had her horns on, she definitely, I would definitely wouldn't call her a bad woman. But when she had her hair down, yes. Well, yeah, with the hair down, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the motion that she did when she was putting the fucking horns oh, on, though. That shit's tough. She's a bad woman. But besides bad. that, I can't really pinpoint like specific scenes. 
but Hella's costume definitely uh, fit Kate Blanchett very well. Mm-hmm. To say I, I'm just going to lean in again because I need to uh, inform our viewers on a uh, an extracurricular activity. So uh, if you if you haven't watched Westworld, uh, you can watch it if you want. But she's actually in season two of Westworld, and there's a scene where she's in a bikini, and my God, go on Google, go on Yahoo, go on my uh, Firefox. I don't care, even Safari if you're a peasant. Search it up. Yo, come on. He's not typing fast enough. Type faster. Hag, Hold type up. faster. Hag, type faster. Hold I need up. this right now. I need this. Kate Blanchett, Hag. right? No, no. Tessa Thompson. Oh, Tessa Thompson? Yeah. Hold up. Tessa Thompson. Westworld. Bikini. <laughs> yeah. <nah>. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> God, man. Some results are explicit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not seeing the Westworld one, but I'm just seeing her. No! I ain't mad. I ain't mad. How's it looking, Stephen A? Hold on. Oh, okay. Never mind. There's a gif of her. Jesus. Hold on. I'm gonna gonna send this to both fucking you and Smoke right now. Oh, I've seen it more than enough times, Hag. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) No, I've watched it a lot of times. I don't need to see it again. All the listeners right now are pausing. No comment. No comment. I'm, pl- I'm, pl- I'm, I'm pleading the fifth. Smoke, you taking oh, a beat? Oh, yeah. oh, shit. What's happening? <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, shush. And all of a sudden, she got close. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know that woman. That's Tessa Thompson. That's Valkyrie. That's Valkyrie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I'm... That's what I'm saying. I got it running on replay in the background right now, but... But also, there's, there, are, there is a scene for you women as well. I mean, there's a few. Of course, it's fucking Chris Hemsworth. They're going to use yeah. everything they can. Oh, yeah. But also, if you're into that, you know, if you if you're if you swing this way, they also do show a nice uh, Hulk ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I actually did write that down, Hulk ass. That's all I said. <laughs> for, some, for no reason. I think I might have actually also wrote Hulk ass. I, I wrote Hulk, Hulk hot tub to cheeks. Yeah, oh, my God. He's caked up. He's double-cheeked up. Someone had to... Where's that badge? They had to animate Hulk cheeks for a movie. <laughs> yeah, I literally wrote... That's true. Hulk that's ass. tough. Hulk like, that's all I wrote. Yeah, that's Hulk all I ass. said, too. Yep. That's ridiculous. Rest in peace to Thor for having to see the Hulk schlong. That's tough. <laughs> that's, that's now, it, now it's in my brain. Now it's in my brain. <laughs> like, now every time they're fighting someone, they have to think of it. He's to think about that. Every time he looks at Hulk. Yeah. He's thinking about the fact that he was double-cheeked up on a Monday. I think we actually did watch this on a Monday. I think we did watch it Monday. Or was it two? No, we watched it Tuesday. Oh no, it was Tuesday. When I did the eight-hour stain. Stain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if uh, if if either of our guests want to add on to them thirsty moments. I just I just request that you lean in when you do. Okay, so I am now awkwardly leaned in on this mic. Uh, you already said about Hella. Every time she would put her hair up into that helmet, oh my heart would beat. It was beating every time I saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last one for that, though, I'll skip past it, is for, not for my personal self, but watching it, is Thor's arms. When I see it with a lightning strike. That oh my arm, God, yeah. The arms peeking out, man. I was seeing that. I was like, damn. Damn. I need some, I need some triceps like that, bro. <laughs> and looking tiny. Yeah, exactly. Looking comically tiny. Looking even tinier in the fucking next one. God, I don't know where the mic is on this computer, so I'll just lean in. And I'll just got to say, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's understandable. That's, it. that's all I can say. Oh, orgies yeah, and stuff. <laughs> the the Grandmaster do be having orgies. 
Yeah, so another moment, another uh, thirsty moment is the statue of Jeff Goldblum shirtless. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I need that statue. I got to cop that. <laughs> Jesus. I got to find where that shit's at. Give him a blank check. He'd be like, I need this all of you. The deal, if you want to swing us over uh, to the next segment. Oh, yeah, this is actually a really good one. Uh, the Stan Lee cameo. I actually really enjoyed this one. I do, too. Yeah, where he's pulling up on him and he's cutting his hair. And actually, that actually, I raised a question it's for you guys. Body. Raise the question. Short hair, long hair, Thor? Short hair. Short hair. Smoke? Yeah, I'd say short hair, just because the long hair. I mean, yeah, I'll say short hair. Yeah, so, so for like Thor, as a character, obviously the long hair. But like for Chris Hemsworth, as a character, the short hair. Because the short hair, that is a finesse. That's just looking dumb. And somehow it's looking even cleaner in Infinity War. That that, that edge up is dummy nice. I'm going to need Stan Lee to pop out real quick. Obviously, rest in peace. I'm going to need him to uh, still pop out anyways and uh, give me a, a lineup real quick. That's true. That contraption he has on his hand is fucking absurd. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I, whatever contraption that was, I need that. I do need that. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, there's not much to add on to on that. It is a you know a pretty weak cameo, something that we mm-hmm. it, it's it's up there. Yeah, in one of the uh, the better ones. Yeah, I, I just like realized. Yeah, I, pre- I I appreciate you putting um, uh, shirtless Thor as the fucking uh, the main. Oh, the picture. cover. Yeah, the cover for the yeah, highlight. For yeah, fuck, I just I just <laughs> noticed that. I, I'm fucking with that. I had to, bro. I was literally going over to look at the question of the week, and I saw that. I was like, I right, I'm fucking with yeah, it. Yeah, it's Mando. I guess speaking of the question of the week, mm-hmm. time to move Indeed. in. I know we have a couple of messages we actually have to read as well. Because who was it? Three people had a fucking yeah. We had three people write fucking essays. One of which is sitting next to me, so he's just going to talk about it himself. That works for me. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> before we get into the essays, I'm going to do a nice little power reading of uh, the couple of responses we have. So and also the, the question was when does the comedy become excessive in a movie or a show for anyone wondering yes I, I was I was getting there <laughs> oh my bad my bad my yeah. bad so my apologies first off uh, we have from our Pete Chet West uh, he said midman and, and midman and the wasp so he gave examples of a movie of what he thinks which I mean we did also talk about this in Ant Man I kind of agree with him Ant Man yeah yeah <laughs> um oh always. Our next response is actually from our other guest, uh, Mr. Red Smoke. Uh, he said, when the comedy becomes a central, uh, at the center of the movie and not the plot. I don't know if you want to expand on that anymore. Well, it's kind of just like what I was saying before. Like when it's like a scene is supposed to be serious and then like Tessa Thompson falls off of her spaceship. It's like, it's cool. And like, I'm all for a little levity and comedy. I mean, that's Marvel's thing. They've literally like, they've changed movies. Like now everybody wants comedy in their movies because of it. But like to an extent, like they're just, I don't know. You don't always need to end every scene with a punchline unless you have Korg in your movie. Then you're allowed to do it. That's fair. That's true. Piss off, ghost. <laughs> DL, I need, you to, I need you to edit that in here at some point. I got you. The next response is from uh, me. I said E squared. I'm sure e you guys cute. remember my response of E. Now it's squared. E. Uh, from Olivia, she said that when jokes undercut emotional moments and don't let the movie have the needed emotion, which is pretty much what Smoke was just saying himself. Yeah. Um, and then Isabel had also said uh, when the character has no other purpose but being comic relief, which I can agree with to an extent, but there are also times where you need those kind of just comic relief characters like Korg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
where it's like, like it's like, like to that point where it's like there definitely are exceptions to the rule. Like I, like for the most part, like you don't want an entire cast of like comic relief. But if you have that one character who like you know for a fact they're not going to be doing anything significant. Like Korg's not pulling up, but like with electricity and smoking people. Like so that's fine. Like it's not like he his foolishness like changed the plot. And I think that's the word, and that's the words uh, for Smokes and Olivia's point, where it's like when the plot's now getting affected because of this stupid relief, then that's a completely different story. So, uh, Mr. Paco, he's been on the show. You guys know him, the kid, the man of many names. He said, so, yeah, so he said it, it depends on the medium. It obviously depends on like what you're watching. Like if it's a comedy, that's very different than like an action movie or a thriller movie. Like obviously in a comedy, you expect that kind of stuff. Where in other movies, maybe not so much. It says like um, depends on your sense of humor, obviously. Um, you don't want it to be like like forced into the scene where it's unnecessary. Um, it's easy to tell when a writer doesn't have confidence. So that the default option is the quick quips or one link or one that uh, one liners that take away from the substance of the film. You can have great comedy, but it's not a comedy movie or show. And, but if it's not a comedy movie, and the jokes are happening in every other scene, it makes the movie seem like is this? Just, uh, he said it makes it less watchable. Uh, he said there's an art to it, and some writers have mastered and some haven't. And then he said case in point would be Ragnarok, where it's a great film. Uh, Taco Titi knows how to put funny scenes in and when the pullback lets the more uh, emotional scenes take center stage. And uh, like he said, and I completely agree, it's a very careful balancing act. Yes. And you, you, you have to be, it's a tightrope. You have to make sure you're not doing too much. And when there's scenes like the ones with Odin, like when Thor has that scene where he's seeing him again, he's like, oh, yeah, you're not, he's like, oh, you're not, he's like, I'm not as strong. He's like, no, you're stronger. Then you have that scene where he gets all his electricity, the music starts playing. Like, that's not a scene where we need someone to say some stupid one liner. Like, that, that let, let that scene stick for itself. When Thor's just jumping on the bridge and absolutely vaporizing people, like he's not even just beating them; he's vaporizing them. Like, I mean, that is dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I guess I use the word "people" very loosely here, but he's vaporizing those undead people. And I, and it's just if you had like some stupid joke there, I feel like it would have taken away from how tough that scene was, like with the music behind it, the slow mo, like the lightning. You see the lightning slowly going off his hands and shit. Like, it looks so good. Mm -hmm. And like. It, it wasn't necessary to toss anything in there because, like Paco said, you, you got to let it stand for itself. You got to let it breathe. Absolutely. I couldn't agree I, more. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I, I agree with your point <clears throat> pretty precisely, Paco. Yeah. And then moving on as well from uh, Mumbarilla, Mid-Eyes number one fan. Hawkeye's uh, trash. Hawkeye's trash. Uh, he said, when you can tell they're trying to too hard to be funny and especially inserting jokes when it's uh, not necessary – Comic relief is funny to a point, but if a character's dry humor ruins the uh, seriousness of a scene, it can kill the vibe of the whole movie. Uh, as we're getting a lot of similar answers. It, it's when when things yeah. are meant to be serious and they're not taken seriously. And I know, Willie, yeah. you did leave a, a nice comment as well if you want to elaborate I on it. I still remember mine. You want to pull up mine real quick? Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, um, what I said what I said for it was when the jokes take away from the scenery, like if I'm about to, <laughs> sorry, I forgot I got went so in on this one. Uh, take away from the scenery, like if I'm about to get a like a thirsty visual of Scarlet's essentials, but it cuts mm -hmm. to Tony's punchline, I'm gonna throw hands and stop watching. Yeah, it's straight I like that. I mean, if, if you're gonna take away from the essentials of a movie, especially someone like Scarlet, then I'm gonna stop watching. I can't. I'm about to coin that term. I'm about to have to that that that, that term's definitely gonna have to pop out more on the stain cast. Essentials. I like that. I like that a lot. A tough term. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Good looks, Willie. Oh, always. <laughs> no, but I completely agree to your point. Like, I feel like everyone like is reiterating the exact like around the same points. Where like you, you got to know when to let loose. You got to know when the when the insert and when to just let it let it breathe. Be it let it cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. 
but th thank you guys for all your amazing comments this week. I appreciate the uh, the in-depth ones. Obviously, it gives us a lot more to talk about. It gives us a lot more different perspectives on it. Of course, of course. We're actually going to have a pretty, uh, I think, a in-depth one for Black Panther. It was a very monumental movie. So keep an eye out mm -hmm. for that this Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because well, when I was cooking up the question for this one, like I was going to ask like a slightly easier one, like, oh, like who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite scene? But I thought for a movie like this where it's a very, a very like huge shift in characters for Thor, I think it was it was pretty applicable to see like what mm -hmm. people thought about it. I know because I know it was a big success. People were a huge fan of this new comedic Thor. So I was curious to know like at what point the people are like, all right, that's too much. Where's too much? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. If you want to take us to the post credit scenes. Yeah, there was two, right? Indeed, <clears throat> there were two. The, la the latter being not very important. Uh, oh, no, it's Jeff. Never mind. Never no, mind. It's it Jeff. Is, yeah, yeah, it's hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I retract <laughs> my statement. Okay? I make mistakes. But the first one was going to be... Don't make that one again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> Stephen, he's, he's, he's tight. Uh, so the first of which being... Um, oh, yes. Oh, my God. This post. Oof. I love now this I remember one gives me now. chills. This one gives me mm -hmm. fucking chills. Yeah, because because you have them obviously like like the lightened mood. They just beat Hella. Obviously Asgard destroyed. So like there's that definitely that looming sense of like it's just everyone's a little sad, but like there's definitely like a, it's definitely like a lot more like of a lighthearted mood. And then all of a sudden they stop, and then you see Sanctuary's cold ass cock out Thanos' ship, and then you're like sheesh. That shit. That shit got me bricked up the first it still does mm. but it got me bricked mm -hmm. the fuck up the first time i watched it because i was like damn now i need infinity war mm -hmm. yeah, and it was a whole other good... year no not a year it was it was it, it was. was like six months yeah this movie's a great catalyst like that's just, it's such a seamless transaction between this movie and then the start of the another uh infinity war like i'm it's a beautiful. little tight they put black panther between them mm-hmm because, like, right now, I'm ready for Infinity War. And I know when I watch yeah. Black Panther, it's going to take me out of it. Because not only does it take place back when Civil War does, but it doesn't really give you anything to lead you into Infinity War like this movie does. That's true. I definitely agree. I think they should have been switched. Which we'll, again, talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my goodness, that scene is amazing. Like, like, It's the scenes where no words are spoken, and it still captures the viewer like that, that are really the great ones. Absolutely. It's like, it's like literally nothing was said, and you just know it's like crap. Like, even if you don't even know it's Thanos, like, you know That's something, something is, big. Exactly. You, you know all of a sudden it's like, sheesh. Someone's pulling up. Because like, you see how big that ship was, and all of a sudden you see Sanctuary, his ship, and it's like, holy crap, man. Yeah, like, it's like double the size, triple the size of it. Oh, such a bad boy. Thanos got the cock on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Now I'm just thinking of that picture that Xander used to send all the time. Yeah. He got that shit peeking out. And obviously the last the the last post credit scene is just Jeff being on Sakar and him just uh, he was like in that like in the trash area and then the, the people were just pulling up on him. It's about Give to get it up eaten. for me. Uh, yeah, all that you can't have a, a great revolution without a leader. Yeah, sure. But I mean that's really all I yeah, got on that. But actually I do have one question and I, we can go into an affinity war if I forgot it, but how did where did Korg and all them go? Valkyrie, did they take like a rescue pod or something like that? So they were in the ship, and when the sanctuary got um, attacked, half of them were able to escape. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know how they don't explain it. Maybe we'll get that flashback in. Maybe that'll be like the cold open of. Um, love and thunder or something i don't know but we don't actually know we just know that somehow they escaped and went to new asgard 
I was about to say, because, like, at first I was like, oh, maybe Thanos just, like, only slaughtered half the people and left, but he decimated that ship. Like, that ship got fucking... You know, they, they somehow got off the ship and went to New Asgard. I don't know how, but they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious, because I know when we were watching the movie, uh, me and the guys up here, and they are like, what the hell happened between then now and Infinity War, where there's no Korg, no, not, not Meek, never Meek. No, um, don't kill Meek. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Valkyrie, obviously, not being there as well. Yeah, not not that any of the those people could have would have stood a chance against Thanos. It's just more of like just a storytelling thing where I, I like seeing like the full story being told. Yeah, uh, no, understandable. And like I said, hopefully we'll get it in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But moving right along to our rankings, I'm gonna throw this to Smoke first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know what we usually do with it, so take it away. Hold up, what? Wait, what? I'll give it. I'll give it like an eight two, eight one. I think it's pretty good. That's calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Willie. Uh, I went straight. I went a bit higher. I went for an eight point seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a, I. I that's a little high. I have it at eight point one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar to where Smoke had it. I got it an eight point one. Also, you guys oh, are copying fuck? me. I swear to God. What? What the fuck? Wait, well, why? <laughs> what the hell? Look, we said this before. We do not deliberate our our rankings before the movies come out. They just so happen no. to be like this. Yeah, we never like. We watch the movies together sometimes, but we don't even fucking talk about our notes. It's ridiculous. So what I will say is I originally, like like when I did the rewatch, I had it at an 8.4, but I just lowered it a little bit just because like I was looking at what it compared to. And I definitely don't think this movie is at the same level. And it's also, here's what I'll, here's a little snippet I'll put in. I've seen this movie too many times. Uh, it's also true. And, and it's like, there's nothing you can do about that. Like, obviously you want to give an unbiased ranking, but I've seen this movie so many times. And it's just like, it's one of those movies where I think it is overrated a little bit. I don't think in a, in a bad way. I just think that some, I just think some aspects are definitely just a little bit like, I don't know. Iffy. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. Agreed. Compared, and, to, and, compared to the previous two Thor movies though. Oh my God. This movie's a fucking 11 out of 10. Yes. yes. And, and so for me, I have this movie on a very similar level to Shang-Chi. I think these both have very similar rewatchability. Also, keeping in mind that I've seen this one a ridiculous amount of times, um, this is this is just one of those movies where I feel like it was always on TV for some reason. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but but anyway, so I don't know, but like though these two movies line up to be about the same for me. They're both eight point ones. They're both like good. The humor is in good spots, but sometimes it's a little too much. The CGI mm-hmm. is good, sometimes iffy. I think these are both you know they're around the same. Yeah, for me, my yeah, for me, my comparison would be Cap vs. Avenger. I think these movies are very similar to me. Where I'd, re- I'd find myself rewatching both of them around the same time, and they See, they, they I, both I rewatch both, Cap a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They, they, they both do the things that I like like the most. Like honestly, that's just the point blank of saying it. Like honestly, like yeah. I like what both these movies do. I like what both of them accomplish. But obviously, they have their down. They have their downsides to some parts. Of course, yeah. That's really that's all that's all I got for uh, Thor Ragnar. Besides that one note, I wanted to say that Loki's an absolute fuck up for that one scene where as soon as she just throws Mjolnir, he's like, "Bring us back," and that's it. I mean, that yeah, shit's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit's ridiculous. That shit gets me tight every single time I see it. But yeah, that's it. I guess it's better than her destroying Earth. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, the, again, there's not much else to the movie. We've discussed yeah. most of it. Uh, this movie also gets a lot of payoff in Infinity War, so we'll mm-hmm. probably be calling back to it. So stay tuned on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, not, not, not many, not many misses in Phase Three. Not no, many not misses at all. At all. Th- there's two movies I'm thinking of that are a little mid. Besides that, Ant Man in the mid, <laughs> Captain Mid, <laughs> tough. Any, but besides that, I think uh, it's time to move into the actual post-credit scene. Hey, man, we're about to jump on that ginormous spaceship. You wanna come? So was there? There was a music that dropped this week, right? I don't know if you wanted to touch on that a little bit. What dropped this week? The baby. The baby. The baby. <laughs> oh yeah, the baby did drop this week. Um, the baby. I mean, it, it was all right. The mid. Yeah. I can't stand young boy. The baby was nah. fine on his on like his parts, except for when he was singing. Um, yes. and then young boy is just young boy, and I just don't like young boy. But the chemistry yeah. is good, at least. Yeah. There were some times where like. Like when he just has his regular flow, he's fine. But I think there was one song where he had like a super high pitched voice in the beginning, and I actually couldn't listen to it. I think I know. I think fun. it was Syracuse. Syracuse was awful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is Syracuse. Like I literally said before I started listening to it, I was like, "All right, people are gonna suck this song up here just because it's called Syracuse." I played two seconds of it, and I was like, "Yeah, never mind." <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, mid. Yeah, but I mean, it was mid. I I added it to the album list. Is not much. I'm gonna, you know, probably not even gonna make the top ten. Not after. there. Yes, I definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But um, also, I forgot King Von's album did come out this week as well. King Alive. Yeah, Alive <laughs> City. But I mean, it, it had some good songs on it. The song with Moneybag Yo, the song with um, um, Five E. I didn't listen to it yet. Five E, the, the one with A Boogie. They're all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually didn't listen to it yet, but I'll, I'll definitely give it a re listen. I wasn't a huge. Like I'm not gonna be out there saying I was King Von's number one stand. Like I definitely wasn't. Like he definitely has good songs. He's pretty I, good lyrically. I just got into his music right, right before he died. So when he died, I was like, well, I don't really feel like getting into this now. Yeah, it's unfortunate because because you just know there's gonna be that wave of people who like literally just start listening and they're gonna be like, nah, I'm a King Von fan since the beginning. It's like, all right, yeah, it's like all right. we off that. And no, but yeah. So what were you saying? Do we want to do what? Oh, uh, the rank Travis's discography. I know we were chatting about that earlier in the week. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. I know Quill said he wanted to be on this one on when we did this, but we're already gonna have a bigger one for when we, he's on for Endgame. So, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Quill. Don't worry. But... The next time you're on Quill, we can chat about it. I know we normally do that anyways. Yeah, I think um, it's only right if we start at the bottom. Start with number five. No, not five. All right. So, what do what do we want to include? Jack Boys, yes or no? No. No collab. Everything else, yes. Are we counting Owl Farrow or not? Was, yes. No. Oh, yes. Okay. I just, I just haven't listened to it in a very so, long time. So then, no, Owl Farrow, Day. So Owl Farrow, Days, Rodeo, Birds, Huncho Jack, and Astroworld. No Huncho Jack. No Huncho Jack. Yeah. yeah. Just his studio albums. So no then the album. all right. So then I was right. The five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, so the end. Yes. So we're going to be ranking the the five, starting with number five, going around. Smoke, would you like to say yours? I'll just say Owl Pharaoh only because, like, the else that I haven't listened to it in a while. And, like, so I'll give my methodology of how I do this at the beginning. For the albums, how I rank them against each other, I do, like, my top three to five songs on every album, and then I weigh them against each other. And Owl Pharaoh, like, I think that my top favorite three songs on that don't hang with the best three songs on, like, Rodeo or Astroworld or any of the other ones. So I'd say five. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's calm. I agree as well. It's the one I go back to listen to the least. It's not that it's bad. It's it does have songs on it. Like I can think of bands, Quintana Part One, uh, Upper Echelon. Like we could think about those songs all, right now. 
but I find myself going back to them less than any of the other albums. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Let me just have, I'm just gonna have them all out just so I can like because it's, it's gonna be difficult. Now, now that we're getting into like the four, three, two, one, like this is gonna be. It's gonna yeah, be I'm, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking over at uh, the, my posters right now. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to make sure it's the rest are Astroworld, Days, Rodeo, and Birds, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, good. I just want. I just want to make sure this is gonna be tough. So- uh, I guess DL, you want to give your number four and we'll go around. Mm-hmm. So I honestly agree with your methodology smoke for ranking these. And it's, it pains me to do this. It pains me to do this, but I'm going to have to do days just because look, 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 I'm about to leave. Yeah. I'm, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no, no. Tight. Bro, my top three songs on the other three albums. Ah, oh, fuck. No, see, ah, this ain't it. I hate having to compare Travis's photography because they're all fucking masterpieces and they're all standalone classics. I know, and that's, that's why that's why we got to do it. I say we look, we have to do it. Somebody's but I'm not happy. I say so. Someone's got to take the flack for this. So, oh, fuck, I'm upset right now. All right, so yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna do days. I'm gonna stick with four. Hey pal, you just blowing from stupid town. It's unfortunate. I'm gonna probably gonna be dust. I'm probably gonna be all that stuff, but it's okay. Just, I'm going to say days of four. the gang gets here in the group chat. Yeah, that's, I, I know. And the, my, my reason for it, before everyone starts typing and starts saying how ridiculous it is, the top three songs for days don't compare to the top three songs for my number three. My so, what, so, so what are the top three songs for days before we get into Mine and Smokes? So it's definitely going to be Sloppy Toppy, Quintana Part 2, and Drugs You Should Try It. Okay. I don't have to say. Well, I'm not I, mad at that, but okay. I just, I, I just don't have it pulled up in front of me. Hold up. Let me pull up days in front of me. Um, I know I'm missing a song. I know. I know everyone's very upset right now. I'm fuck. Just... I forgot. Oh, I forgot Basement. Oh, fuck. All right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Birds is number four. <laughs> <laughs> the red <What>? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? It got recon, bro. You didn't read the, <laughs> you didn't read the patch notes? So all right, so so then you have wait what? <laughs> I forgot basement free town zombies are on this fucking shit. And Ray, and, Mama C- and, Ray and, and Bach or back and fucking Perks everything on this. The prayer, Mamacita, Skyfall. You just named the whole Bird. album. I know. Birds number four. Birds okay, number I four. guess DL's birds is number four. Smoke. <laughs> Say you're number four. <laughs> Oh my god! I re- okay, so I'm gonna say Astroworld's number four. So here's my thing with Astroworld, is I feel like from start to finish, it has the most quality songs out of all his albums. Like all of them are good, but it's just there's none like the top three. They don't stand out the way like the top three on the other albums do. Like my top three is probably like Sicko Mode, Stargazing, and probably Butterfly Effect. Okay, and it's like those are great songs, but I feel like. If you compared those three to my other favorite three on the other ones, I don't listen to them as much as I do the other ones. So that's really how I have to just like divide it up. That's fair. I, I can I can I can understand that. I understand that. Yeah. So for me, and I know I'm gonna get flack for this one. I have rodeo at number four. Oh Jesus God. Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> the about to get violent. 
You're telling me the greatest trap album of all time is number four on your fucking list. Is that what you're telling me right now, Hag? I want to hear you say it. So listen to me. Listen, listen to my logic on this. So I'm ranking them as a personal preference and as like my favorite. I'm not ranking them as how good they are because I don't care. they're all fantastic. But as, as <laughs> me, yes, I listen to Rodeo less than I do the other three that I have yet to uh, list. Okay. Actually right. shaking my fucking head. Yeah, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm still listening to 90210 and Pray for Love and Hurry I'm Drunk and all, like, Piss on Your Grave. I'm still listening to these all the time, but just not as much as I am the other three. After this thing, Cass, like, I, I have homework for you. I want you to listen to 90210 again. That's what I'm fucking saying. That's what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> uh, do you have a top three? Because I forgot to do my top three, so I'll just do it after you. Um, my top three for Rodeo? Rodeo, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh 90210. Uh, oh, you said it, and Oops. Marie, I'm drunk. <laughs> Oops. Oops, all right, it's looking slow for me today, guys. My bad. So, I'll just jump a real quick smoke before you say number four, uh, a little bit. So, for birds, I'll do I see, see, this was it's so difficult. This one's also got bangers on it, too, but I'll say probably the ends just because th- that, that sequence when he's just chatting is ridiculous. Um, uh, fuck, these are all so tough. Way back, because that song's a fucking classic. Of course. And, and then, probably outside, because that song is also a fucking classic. I, I, I think we all know exactly the, what moment we're thinking about. Right exactly. Now. There's too much history with that joint that I'm not gonna elaborate on. But and then I will mention through the late night, just because that song is fucking beautiful. Only because I just don't like it because Travis fucking kind of reused the verse, didn't he? From fucking what was from another one? Cuddy. From Cuddy song. Yeah. 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 Bear. But I guess I'll go into my number three from there with Astroworld. Okay. Um, I mean, like we said, it, it's a fantastic album front to back. It's the, you could tell his production is the best it's ever been. Yeah. Um, but it's it it's a beautiful album. Um, three favorite songs being Houston Fornication, NC Seventeen, and Stop Trying to Be God. Okay. I know me and Smoke have very different top threes. Well, that's why I think it's so interesting about Travis is like, I mean, like I can't even disagree with that top three either. Like you literally said no songs that I had in my top three, but I don't, I think yours shit is valid. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we all have the same opinion on all of that. That's what makes it so yeah. hard. I mean, Neil literally just retconned his top four as we were talking about the top four. <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> because you, you take one look at the song. It's like, well, hold on. Wait a minute. That's this so shit is bad. fucking gas. Yeah. Well, I know uh, which of whichever you want to go next for your number three. You can go ahead, smoke. Okay, I'm on cool off right now. Yeah, I'm 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 in the stew right now. Uh, For here, I'd probably buy the slimmest. Like, let me preface too. Like, these are by the slimmest of margins. Mm -hmm. Albums, like, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. So I'm gonna say birds. I love birds. I love this album. Let me tell you, it's probably it was actually my third most listened to album last year, but. So hurt. I, my top three on that, I'd have to say, is definitely – oh, God, they're all just so good. I Well, my favorite is Coordinate. That one's just dummy timeless. Then I'd probably yeah. – I'd say Lose is up there. That shit's really grown on me recently. And The End yeah. is also probably my top three. That's calm. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, the whole album, it's just like they have such – it's a really good album. Don't get me wrong. Like, I could very easily justify having this too. It's just – the other two are just – I don't know. Uh, yeah. And, I, and that that – I'm still in my head going back and forth on my top two, so I, I'm. That's what makes it hard. Yeah, yeah so up his list. 
I mean, yeah, DL, um, what's your number three? As we speak, as we speak. <laughs> what's well, currently Astro- number three? Astroworld is probably going to be number three for me. Okay, so we have the same. Yeah, so for the same reason you guys said, where it's like it's like a jack-of-all-trades. It's like a master-of-none type of thing, yeah. where, like, all the songs are amazing, but, like, like they just don't have the same standout potential, just to reiterate. But obviously, like, it's... See, I can't even include Sycamore just because I've heard it so many times. Thank you, Xander, by the way, for that. <laughs> and I've heard and, that shit too and many the, times. And the bars. Mm-hmm, exactly. Thank you to the bars, to the radio, and to Xander for fucking ruining that song for me. But the one thing I will say about that song is when you don't listen to it for a while, you appreciate it again, for sure. Absolutely. When but, it comes on in the bar, like, or, or just at a party, or just anywhere for the first time in months, I just have to go stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, it, no, it's it, mandatory. It just comes on, and I'm like, damn, I forgot how good this fucking song is. Yeah, but my top three are going to be, of course, No Bystanders. That's like one of my favorite Travis songs. I fucking love that song. Uh, no Bystanders. Um, probably Wake Up. That's a beautiful song. And it's my least favorite of the weekend in Travis songs. Tough, 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 tough. <laughs> and then oof. I want to say probably either Houston Fornication or Can't Say. I'll just say Houston Fornication because that song is also a beautiful that song. Ass is song. Beautiful. That song is absolutely fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But um, who wants to take my, number two? <laughs> my list is finally taking shape. Let's eat. All right, you want to take number two then? Because uh, I'm still thinking. yeah, days. Okay, that's more fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had to look back on it. I had to think about it. Talk about a it's fourth for a comeback. It went from fourth spot. Yeah, to yeah, it jumped up. No, because like I pull, like I said, I like I was I looked at this artifact. I'm like, wait a minute. I listened to all of these songs all the fucking time. But it's so tough, but I'm going to have to give it two with uh, probably my favorites being probably the same ones I said previously. Sloppy Toppy, Drugs You Should Try It, and Quintana Part 2. With obviously all the other songs being just as good as just the ones I listen. Drugs You Should Try is just on there because that is like one of the best sounding songs. And I listen to that song to tuck in almost every night. I mean, it, it, the slowed and reverb version is so mm-hmm. nice. Oh, it's it's such a bad boy. Oh, my God. Good, good looks, Travis, for giving the culture that. We needed it. Oh, no yeah. cap. Smoke if you want to go next. Uh, well, I'll put Rodeo as two because, like, I, I, I like also, I love this album. It's the, there's just bangers all up and down. It's just like, I mean, obviously, Days is my one, but I'll get to that. But, like, I don't know. Rodeo, it's just like DL said, it's like this just like redefined like trap music. Like, this shit, it was a game changer. It was like his first studio album. So, yeah. And, like, obviously, the top three, 90210, that, that's, that's an all time great song. Like, the production on mm-hmm. it, like, beat switch, like, have, the, the rapping verse at the end. That shit is timeless. I can listen to that over and over and over again. I'm probably going to yeah. listen to it after the stain cast. I listened to it like mm-hmm. five times this morning because I was thinking about it. So I just had to bang it out quick. Mm-hmm. And then no. Oof. Probably. And then pray for love, obviously. That, that shit goes so hard, especially that since it's back to back with 90210, I usually end up listening to them back to back. That's kind of mandatory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit goes hard. And then probably... Three is probably I can tell. I feel like that's up there on Travis's most slept on songs. The last verse, the ad lib placement. Oh my god, it's just Jeff's kiss. I might that's have to give that one a re-listen. It's so good. I'm telling you, the last verse with the ad libs and everything. Oh my god, anybody who just listens to it after I talk about this, you can thank me later. That shit goes so hard. Mm-hmm. An honorable mention to piss on your grave, just because that shit goes stupid. That the music video good. exists, but it's only on like Apple Music, so that shit's kind of legendary. Yeah. So going for mine. So the, I'm having a real internal internal d- struggle debate on this right now. That was me with Birds and Astroworld. Like, I feel like those two could literally be flip-flopped for me at any point in time. 
But like, like being three and four. I think ultimately, I'm gonna put birds at number two. Okay. This 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 was like this the the album that got me like like obviously I listened to Travis with Rodeo came out and like I I knew some of the songs and shit before that but this was the, the album that really got me to go back and listen to Days and listen to everything like actually get into Travis and you're about to make me wreck on my list stop it what <laughs> you're about to make me wreck my wreck on my list again stop it please my bad well I'm I'm just gonna keep chatting <laughs> but it's a it's it's a beautiful album I can listen yeah. to it front to back I and especially now that I have the vinyl, it is fucking beautiful. Yeah. But I think I have to put it at number two just because of how tough days is. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I think my top three songs are going to be wonderful, which is my favorite of the Travis and weekend songs. I love when they oh, yeah. switch doing the choruses. That shit is so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Pick up the phone because it's fucking pick up the phone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need to say any more than that. And I know Quill's probably going to be happy when he hears that. It goes so hard. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to say first take. That's a good one. I've been That's sucking really in that song recently. I like at least, at least twice a day. I listen to it once when I'm making breakfast and then once when I'm making dinner. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it, I, That's when I listen to my music the most, but it's, it, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. For sure. I'm with it. So yeah. who wants to talk about their number one first? Was DL sure number his number one is his number one? No, but I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> Rodeo being number one for many reasons, it's just like every song on there. I I, I would say it's production rivals Astroworld for some of those songs. Like it is ridiculous. Some of these songs, like I can agree on, uh, with you on some of them. Yeah, that's just obviously some of them not so much for sure. But like, because the thing is with Astroworld, like all the songs are great, but for this one, like they got some. There's some rivals for sure, like. Like I'm not like I like I love pornography. Like I wouldn't say it's in my top three, but just that production on that shit's fucking amazing. I love that. I know Chet. I think Chet fucks with pornography heavy I, too. I think that's Chet's sure. favorite Travis song of all time. Yeah, could be wrong. So I know. I know. I'll fuck with that. Like I'm a huge fan of it. I don't know if it would be in my top three because I have like obviously not a two. I know I have to. That song just when him like his his last. I think it's his last first song. Like that shit is just. It's just it's just another level of Travis. Where it's more than just like his production. Like it's just his him just like saying this shit. He was saying like he just he just hits on another level in that song for me. Um, damn, some of these are so tough. Maria, I'm drunk is so tough, but I probably have to put "Pray for Love" in there because that shit is oh that shit goodness. is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably "Oh My This Side," like "Oh My Slash This Side," oh. like that's fuck that shit because like. My now, shooter, I'm my, my, now I'm debating my list. My shoot is dressed in camo. <laughs> that shit's so uh, honorable mention to impossible because I love fucking that. That is a creeping song. Oh my god, Travis makes a lot of good creeping songs. Yeah, like I like I was creeping to that song recently. <laughs> you always got to be creeping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to creep, creep. It was a that's a certified creep. Word. I mean, yeah. I mean, now you mention it like now now i'm rethinking it i'm gonna have to ris- listen to rodeo tomorrow see if it, it changes it probably will but it's i, I understand why you have it a number one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I know smoke you and i have the same number ones yeah. being gays yeah. uh i don't know if, if you want to talk about it first say your three songs all right well this is never gonna drop out of my top my number one spot like i've listened to this album so many times it's the only poster i have hanging on my wall currently like of like music albums and stuff I don't know, like, 
I mean, to my top three favorite Travis songs of all time are Drugs You Should Try It, 90210, and Quintana Part 2. So two of my top three favorites are in this album. And it's like, my personal, like, take on it is, like, Travis, he kind of became a victim of his own success. And, like, now he has all the money and he can make the sounds that he wants and makes them so perfectly that Astroworld is almost, like, stuff like that is almost too perfect sounding. Like, mm -hmm. I like the gritty, like, basement sound that he has. The raw Travis. Yeah. yeah. Where it's, like the sounds don't sound perfected and like where this has been worked on by hundreds of producers. And like, it's, it just sounds like, it's just an authentic sound. Like, I don't know. It just connects with me like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. obviously my favorite song is Jugs You Should Try It. Then Quintana part two. And then probably I always flip flop between gray and basement freestyle just cause he's fucking spitting on these songs. Like, Oh, yeah. like, like his rapping on this, like he doesn't rap like this in his more current songs. Like he is. No, and I wish he, and I hope he does on utopia. I really hope he does. Oh my god, it is so fucking good. So that's why days will always be. That's the one thing I will never move around in my top four. Like that shit's probably gonna change over time. But days is always gonna be number one. I mean, every yeah. song. Is, oh my god. See, for yeah. me, I agree. I agree with a lot of what you say about it. And like this, this is so close with birds. Like they flip flop depending on what my most recent listen is, and and especially like what songs from the albums I'm currently sucking the most. Mm -hmm. But. It, it is a masterpiece. I, like, I'll look at the album and I'm like, damn, I want to listen to this. And I'm like, hold up, now I want to listen to this. And then I just end up listening to the whole album, whether it's front to back or just shuffled up. Right. And like you said, the raw Travis, like stuff you get on like Zombies, which is probably my favorite Travis song of all time right now. Or, or The Prayer, which is another one that, that is that's oh, yeah. up there. Ooh. The Prayer is a fantastic start to that album. And then mm -hmm. I honestly have to give number three to probably even Skyfall. Skyfall is arguably just as beautiful as drugs you should try it oh yeah and it's like especially too on this album like he has some of the best sounding outros on this album oh yeah. like oh my god i just can't even now i'm gonna have to listen to this album when we get off this podcast it's oh i'm like, gonna probably listen to his whole discography tomorrow um, yeah i'm gonna crack into the fucking days again yeah we're about to run up travis's views real quick it's calm yeah. Yeah. For for what I'll say is for me that's like what you guys talk about like with the Travis like with him just sounding like in his element just like a lot less like um like you said with all the like all his production all like his big team around him making these like professional songs that's what Rodeo does for me where like there's just some of those songs where like it just sounds so it's yeah like it's for lack of better words it just sounds like it's, like it's more in his element than where he is now where like he definitely is like where like he, I feel like the, the the means at which he like the, the his like total use of autotune is the same it's just how he's using it now is different yeah where like he's kind of sounding a little bit more like a little similar more in songs where like you go to days where like you might not even know it's him in some of these songs with like the way he's chanting the way he's screaming the way he's fucking moaning like and all those noises like even in birds to an extent like birds every song sounds different yeah, yeah. but my god that was difficult yeah <laughs> and, and, and it's probably like i'm still debating on that right now in my head and it'll probably change at some point in the future if we ever revisit this topic. Yeah. So especially when Utopia drops. Mm -hmm. That's going to that's gonna change things up for sure. Yeah, so stay mm -hmm. tuned for that. But yeah. I don't know if we have any other – I don't know how long we've been going for or if we have any other we've been topics. been going for a while. Yeah, I know we have. So we'll, we'll end this here. Uh, thank you to both Willie B for joining us for the first time and, and uh, mm -hmm. Moke for joining us again. Yeah, of course. of course. Love to have you on again. Yeah, hope you have you guys again. Uh, again, mm -hmm. congratulations to Mr. Sean Tudor for winning the first Staincast giveaway. And you have already been contacted and will be sent your product shortly. Expeditiously. Ex yeah, expeditiously. 
And um, hope you guys can join us next week where we have Chetala with us to watch and go over <laughs> Black Panther. Stay tuned, Chetala, soon. And uh, stay tuned for the question of the week on our Instagram and Twitter at MCU underscore Staincast on Instagram at Staincast on Twitter. Take a peek in our bios for our Red Bubble. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. We got the whole laundry list now. Sheesh. Uh, see you guys next week. <laughs>